Hello and welcome to episode 42. Don't know why I said it so awkwardly. 42, yeah. 42. 100 more episodes until 420. Am I right, Mark? Oh, yeah. Can't wait. You know. Can't wait for the the weed episode. For the weed episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's not that. It's not, not, not long away, you know? Oh, yeah. Just... How two many years? years? <laughs> two years. Yes. <laughs> two years. You know, well, we're doing this in two years. You know, twenty twenty three. Who knows what the world will be like then? Yeah, who knows? Podcasts will be the, your only source of yeah. media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The film industry has crumbled. TV is non-existent. All you can do is just listen to Mark. Literally, just, the PowerPod is the only thing that survived. Yeah, it's just over ham radio and stuff. The media apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, the media apocalypse. Bring it on, I say. Uh-huh. Bring it on. About time. Yeah, exactly. Fake news media is going down. It's going down. Uh, how have you been this week? I've been great. Tired, though. Tired. tired. Very tired. My sleep schedule is fucked. Absolutely <laughs> fucked. It's like the ex- it's like reversed. It's mm. like the exact opposite of what I was doing before. <laughs> Sleeping during the day, being awake at night. Now it's yeah. like the opposite. Sleeping at night? Who the fuck does that? <laughs> 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 you know, it's insane. It's insane what the man makes you do. I know. Just for a bit of bread. That cash, that cash money. Yeah, the cash. It's all about the cash. Cash is king, as cash they is say. King. You know, as they say. And sorry to bother you from episode forty. F- oh, twenty. Yeah, twenty. I, don't know. I think it was. It was twenty-one or twenty-two. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because we did that. Yeah, that we was did. the episode that we lost. That we almost lost. <laughs> the what? Remember, we almost lost an episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. And then we got coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. <laughs> it was so eventful yeah, back no. then. What happened? Yeah. That's when the that's when the podcast peaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're doing over Zoom at that stage. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. And thank fuck we're not doing on Zoom fuck anymore. That. Fuck that. That was grim. Uh, yeah, for a while that was grim. It was actually painful doing the podcast, but then. Yeah, because there's no energy, you know. Now it's fun. Yeah, now it's way better. <laughs> now we get smoke breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and go outside. But that's fun. How was your week? Grand, pretty good. Grand. Yeah, doing bits out in town. You know, as yourself. Mm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Crazy time. Stevens Green. Place to be. Yeah. Yeah, that place is like a fucking Petri dish, Man, you know? Half of Dublin was, in, was at Stevens Green. The amount of people mm. that I saw at, like afterwards like posting that they were in Stevens Green, I was like, what the fuck? I was yeah. like, there yeah. were so many people that like, there was people that I knew that were like right beside yeah. like where I was, but there was like hundreds of people in between that like there's no way I was ever going to see them. <laughs> yeah, it was insane, you know? I was, I was in town yesterday and uh, I, I walked up. It was like, I was in town at like seven. I was walking up Grafton Street, and it was literally like it was like going against the the grain in like mm. I, I like EP. Like yeah, the, like yeah. The, the gig has just ended, and you're trying to get to the stage for mm-hmm. whatever reason. That's what I was like. Universal pay, get on that. Yeah, Jesus, see they're doing that for artists. Yeah, man. You man, Universal pay. UBI. Because I never really understood like really what Universal pay was, mm. and then I learned about it. I was like. Yeah, that just makes sense. That just makes sense. <laughs> just makes sense. You know, especially for artists. Yeah. They fucking nothing else. Yeah. You know, and like that whole industry is goosed at yeah. the moment. That's what like Blind Boy was always saying. Like he was, he was like, I've never had a steady source of income. Then he started doing the podcast. Mm. He had his Patreon or whatever. The Patreon, yeah. Yeah. But it's not reliable, you know. Well, the Patreons are pretty reliable. Ah, yeah. But like if it gets taken down, you know. It's, oh, yeah. It's not like a, like a real job, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, one of these, like Patreon could like conceivably be just like fall into bankruptcy one day and then you're yeah. fucked like you're or not going to be able to transfer all your all your subscriptions over to anything else they did something maybe like a year or two ago where they changed the terms and conditions for Patreon mm. and like the people that were giving you money 
it was charging them more. So loads of Patreons just lo- like just they're like, I can't afford this, so they just yeah. stopped paying. They stopped giving their Patreon or whatever, and people's income just dropped. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, like it's that, like, so unreliable. Like, you are like at the at the at the hands of the of the major company not to fuck anything up for, on your behalf. Yeah, Mister Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister Patreon. Pat, his name is actually Pat Rion. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Ron. <laughs> Enron. Enron. Oh shit! Whoa! Triggered. But yeah, you know. Like, uh, it depends how much it's gonna be, though. It'd probably be like fifty quid a week, or like a la- like a allowance or something like that, you know. Something, yeah. But what can you do? Get you your takeaways. <laughs> that's all you can get. Yeah. Well, what else could you ask for? I know for your three, four, you can have four and ones every night of the week. That's all that we're paying for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's grand, you know. Just you know, combine that with a, a social housing scheme, and suddenly, all of a sudden, things are looking up. Mm. You know. I thought social housing scheme would be nice. Yeah. You know, like just just for the lads to rent or something like that. Yeah. Like imagine they just had social housing that, you know, young people could rent. That'd be so handy, you know, and you could control the rents. It's not mm-hmm. like fucking twelve hundred for a room or whatever. You know, something insane. Yeah. Man, like because I was looking at fucking apartments, like some apartments had two grand and stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Joke. You know, like the ones that are like boutique apartments that like are in those high rise and yeah. stuff, like East Wall. So yeah, like a the ones down with the docks and all. Yeah, Summer Hill has one as well. It's like pure getting gentrified, yeah. like, you know. And uh, but they're charging like you know fifteen hundred for like a single bedroom apartment down there. You know, like yeah. what what they don't even have gyms or anything. You know, yeah, if, who, I had, if I had like a sauna or like all that stuff, like a gym, yeah, and, like, some sort of fucking facility, yeah, something to to add on to to justify the massive expense. But there's not, you know, it's just have a you just have a fucking like, you're lucky if it's furnished, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You're lucky if it's furnished. Yeah, if it has running water, you're like oh class you class. know oh i have a window you know <laughs> this is amazing i got a window <laughs> and i got a fucking oven that's big enough to cook a pizza and love this yeah yeah <laughs> uh but sure things things will hopefully get better at some stage well they're gonna get a lot worse but then they'll get better yeah and then worse again yeah then worse again <laughs> but hopefully at that stage we've profited off the off the yeah we've uh, we've the, bought the dip yeah we bought the <laughs> 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 we're reaping the rewards it's like bitcoin or something like that yeah my, my bitcoin portfolio it's gonna pull in one of these days you know haven't haven't seen the news recently but like it's gonna it's gonna jump up again yeah who knows or a good drop <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> please no uh, yeah because i bought i buy litecoin yeah you're on the like, litecoin man you were on the litecoin buzz like back in the day man, I remember back c- when it first peaked when it first peaked man i was raised <laughs> it was like i was like so i can feel it it's gonna fuck it was 20 euros or something like that mm. or like i think it was like 50 euros or something like so i can't remember how much it was and for some reason i didn't fucking pay in on it i was like if i buy five of these and it jumps up i'm gonna make loads of money and i didn't and then it jumped up like fucking 200 percent or something like that i was like if i invested 100 quid now i would have had like a grand i was like why did i fuck did i not do this <laughs> yeah 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 i remember i remember, myself. <laughs> remember talking about that new bar back in the day you know yeah sitting there with your laptop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hacking into the main i'm mining litecoin please uh, shut up shut up i'm on the market <laughs> <laughs> i'm keyed well, on, into the mainframe like on phones so, like the people all over the world like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just like, like, why would you be? Do- yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell now, sell now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should have done that. Yeah, we but then it like a massively crash, and then it's only recently gone back up. It yeah. just goes to show you have to, you know, hold. You know, hold. Yeah, cause don't, you don't sell because you don't lose money if you don't sell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because like, I bought Litecoin like a while ago, and then it dips, and a lot. I ended up losing sixty euro. Yeah. But uh, it's gone back up. So now, at the moment, if I sell, I've lost thirty. But if I just don't sell, <laughs> I won't have lost any money. <laughs> Eventually, just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> what Litecoin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there some company or something that started 
paying people in Bitcoin. Was there? I want to say, yeah. I think there is some company that started saying, like a big... I, I remember I, I, read a, I read an article about a company that paid their their employees in Bitcoin and then Bitcoin spiked and they're like, can we please have that back? You know, can, <laughs> can we pay you? Because like, obviously they pay them like whatever their salary is, like 30K or something mm. like that. But then suddenly th- that 30K was worth, uh, you know, 120K or whatever. Yeah. So they're like, can we please get all that back and then give you 30K in current Bitcoin, you know? Obviously not. Yeah, obviously not. Hardly. Like. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that when the euro goes up like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a load of bollocks. Scumbags. Well, you took a trip down under this week, I believe. I went down under, I. I. That's not how they talk. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, mate. Crocky. Yeah. Well, Bobby. Um, Strip on the barbie. Oh, it's a real over there. That's not even, yeah. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, I did. I went I went down under, watched some Australian films. Australia's really cool. Because mm. uh, I've never been there, but, like, it just seems like, you know, kind of far off land. I don't know what really happens. The land of hope and dreams. The land of hope and dreams manifest destiny, you know. A and big, it's huge. big fucking spiders. Huge spiders. Huge animals. Like kangaroos. Like, that's one of those things where... If someone described that, so like say they, they went extinct in like the 1800s, mm. and uh, like that'd be a legend. Oh, I saw a kangaroo out there, yeah. like uh, out in the outback, and people were like, "You're fucking crazy, man!" A rabbit that yeah. like that's six feet tall, I can punch, and yeah, I can like <laughs> box and stuff like that, and it's like hench, like like a jackalope kind of thing, yeah. but it's fucking you know huge. Did you ever see that koala's brains are completely smooth? Yeah, they're yeah. they're after <laughs> fucking retards. <laughs> They're like the dumbest animals yeah, on earth. They're yeah. completely fucking stupid because yeah. their food doesn't have like they only like <laughs> eucalyptus leaves or something. Yeah, yeah. And, like there's no nutritional value yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> the brains are completely smooth. <laughs> Why did they choose to do that? I have no idea. It, like that's all they can eat as well. They yeah. can't. They can't eat. They can't eat anything else. There's just, just leaves, yeah. and they just fucking. But like I always thought, like koalas are pretty chill. But then I saw a video of a koala not chill, and it was fucking terrifying. He's like latched onto this. It was like in the middle of the road or something in Australia. Mm. And your man walked over, and he had gloves on, and he went to pick it up, and the koala turned around and latched onto the fucking glove with like, hat, like claws out, and like was gnawing into his fucking arm, or whatever. And I was like. I didn't know koalas could be aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I thought they're too <laughs> fucking dumb to be. I thought they're like slots or something that are just real chill. Yeah, obviously yeah, obviously not. Yeah, but I suppose they have to be because they're so like, you know, like what? How do slots defend themselves? I suppose they don't. I don't think they do, but yeah. I don't think they really have predators. Do you ever hear that the like the number one death for yeah for slots is just accidentally grabbing onto the wrong branch and they fall to the <laughs> grab onto their own arm? Yeah, because <laughs> they think it's a branch. That's like the funniest thing. <laughs> and then they fall to their death. <laughs> Uh, that's so bad though but yeah, Australia's <laughs> fucked up <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah koalas but yeah yeah I watched uh, yeah Australia's huge because I watched a film called Snowtown and uh, the description says it's based on it's a true story it's based on a series of murders which happened in uh, it says a suburb of Adelaide in uh, Australia and Adelaide's in like the sort of like south east kind of area yeah it's like near Sydney I think and uh, so by suburb of Adelaide, they meant it was 250 kilometers outside Adelaide, which is like saying, like, fucking Galway. Galway <laughs> is a suburb of Dublin, you know? It's like, that's how big it is. Yeah. Like, they think that's a suburb. Like, it's nowhere near it, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's Snowtown is based on a series of uh, actual murders that, that occurred mm-hmm. in uh, Adelaide. And uh, it's really fucking grim. Yeah. It's actually, I actually kind of regret watching it because it's a good film. It's a really good film. It's by uh, by Justin Kurtzel, who did. Um, 
he did this film, obviously, and he did uh, Macbeth, Assassin's Creed, and then he did the new Ned Kelly film, which mm. Ned Kelly film is really good. Uh, it's worth a watch. Which is also Australia, isn't it? Yeah, Ned Kelly. Like, he's the fucking, he's yeah. the king in Australia, you know? Great, great Irish-Australian folk hero, you know? Mm-hmm. Shooting cops and stuff. But, um, yeah, he directed this. And it's it's kind of like, it's like, like you know, like, you ever see the stuff from Macbeth? Or ever seen Macbeth? No. It's all just, like, grey, kind of, like, really dare colours and stuff like that. Like, this is, that's what Snowtown's like. But, like, understandable, because it's about, you know, killing people mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and it's like that for ages. Um, it's just kind of a drama about uh, these, these kids. And... Um, they're living in the suburb, which is like there's nothing to do, and everyone's just fucking. It's they're, they're just sitting around like shooting fucking animals and stuff it's like, like gummo. that. Gummo, yeah, it's like a gummo kind yeah. of thing. It's like they're, they're just sitting around. It's like yeah, it's like an American kind of Midwest vibe, where they've nothing to do and like they're all alcoholics and they're all in the doll and stuff like that, and um, they're getting sexually abused as well, um, and there's like this hysteria that's uh, that sort of comes on in the community. Uh, surrounding like the pedophiles and stuff like that and there's like it's basically like a vigilante kind of thing or yeah. they, they see themselves as vigilantes uh, like killing pedophiles and like rapists and yeah. like you know the weak um, so it's really really grim extremely grim it's not funny at all you know it's, there's, yeah. no, there's no no bright bright bright, bright spots at all like, yeah, we're st- kind of laughing over it. it's really fucked up yeah it's extremely because <laughs> it the yeah. thing is it actually happened like it was a real thing that happened I think they killed 11 11 or 12 people uh, in the end and um it was just one of the kids um, and, like, his stepdad and some other guy. They basically just, like, butchered loads of people. And some of them, like, you know, low-key deserved it. Mm. But same because, like, they're, they were, like, actual rapists and, like, pedophiles and stuff like that. But at the same time, the extent that they went to makes you feel bad for the rapists and the pedophiles, which yeah. is not good, you know. That's not, you know, yeah. you've, gone, you've kind of gone too far where you're, like, making that happen. Yeah. Especially, like, towards the end because they, they were, like... They tortured them before they killed them and stuff like that. And uh, can they, I ask, like, how did they? Oh, uh, like it's like just that? it's just like it's like actual like how like how you'd imagine someone tort like pulling out fingernails and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And like uh, just beating them and like choking them and waiting until yeah. they till they pass out and then waking them up. But the fi- like that's what you expect like torture to be. But most films like don't show that stuff. Mm. This film just shows it and it doesn't cut really. And it's just like, you know. It's grim. Fuck, it's really, really grim. I was yeah. eating my dinner while I was watching it. I was like, I almost felt sick yeah. after watching it, you know? Like, it's just this guy's, like, his face is, like, just fucking, you can't even see his facial features. Mm. And obviously, it's all makeup. You're like, this actually happened to a guy, yeah. you know? And he was a bad guy, but you feel bad for him, you know? Yeah, because I look, because I, because I, this guy added to movie, so I looked up, like, this, like, mm. the actual story and stuff like that. Like, he, he saw himself as, like, this vigilante. He was, he was the main guy, I think, it was uh, John. John Bunting was his name. And he was, like, he was, like, a really kind of cult kind of character like really mm. charismatic like really dominant uh and he, like he abused his position as stepfather to like gain control over like these sort of vulnerable kids and um yeah like he was really hateful kind of character he's just basically a psychopath mm. who um you know just he, he saw easy targets and just sort of killed them and stuff like yeah. that like he initiates like the the stepson into it by like m- making the stepson uh shoot his dog like his dog like john bunting's dog um fuck like you know stuff like that but like that actually happened yeah. which is like uh you know um but yeah it's really grim uh, it happened in like the 90s and uh <laughs> this is just like a, <laughs> a really like depressing film yeah it's yeah it's one of those it's one so of those intense movies, yeah. it's so intense um but it's good it's a good film though is it super graphic as well is it yeah it's pretty graphic like yeah. they, they don't actually show they only show one killing i think one murder mm. 
but it's so graphic the way they do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, and like, yeah, because they did this to like eleven or twelve others or something like that. Yeah, and they show uh, they did this thing where before they killed them, they obviously they made them call like their their closest loved ones and be like, oh, I'm I'm fucking hitting the road, I'm going up to uh, yeah. you know Darwin or something like that, I'm, I'm going into the outback, or uh, oh like mom, I I hate you, never call me again, yeah. Like but like they they play. Like they play the recordings of those phone calls, like the actual ones. No, not the actual. Oh, ones, Jesus, no. yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's the thing, because um, a lot of the details of this weren't actually known until the film came out, because mm. the the producers of the film petitioned to the Australian courts, uh, who had like put like a, a gag order on it since the nineties. Uh, they petitioned to the courts asking uh, to sort of let the details be known, like put them out in the public domain for the sake of the film. And the film came out in twenty eleven, so there it was kind of like sealed for like. Mm. 20 you know, years, yeah. Yeah, tw- 15, 20 years. So uh, a lot of it is like sort of would have been new, yeah. new knowledge to the, to the public. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, it's so, re- it's realistic. So way too realistic and, uh, you know, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> are the fellas still in jail now, are they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I say, yeah. Probably. I can imagine, can't imagine they're still going around. I can't imagine you can re- rehabilitate that. I think the kid, the kids. He was ba- 17, wasn't he? Or 16 or something. He was only a kid, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's all from his perspective. And he was like he was abused, you know. Mm. And one of the guys who, who gets killed is a uh, is like his rapist and yeah. stuff. So like, uh, I maybe he's out, you know. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's out. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> not a fun time. They were mad cunts, you know. Yeah. Just a lot of mad Australians doing their thing. Yeah, because Australia is super weird, like because they do have really brutal murderers and stuff in Australia. Yeah, but the backpacker murders yeah. and stuff like that. Ivan Millet, I think his name was, just this crazy guy who went around picking people up. And just like killing them for the laugh, mm-hmm. you know, just like pure psychopaths. Yeah, but like, uh, and the guns are like legal over there as well, obviously, because yeah, they, it's like half is like farms and stuff like that. So uh, it's really weird because it's kind of like that American thing, like you know the way here, serial killers and that kind of violence is just completely alien. Mm. And like, in, you have this idea of like the American serial killer, like Ted Bundy, or like fucking even like Ed Gein, like just like these these fucking depraved maniacs, like these deviants who mm. just like kind of operate. Like under the radar, but at the same time, they're, like people kind of know they're there. That there's something dark underneath it all. Whereas here, you don't really have that. Yeah. Like Australia is like it's not like America at all. It's more like it's more like Ireland or yeah. Britain. Like it's basically just like a British colony and still a British colony, but you still have you have that combination of like sort of quaint kind of everything's all all right kind of like Anglo sensibility mixed with this insane psychopathic mm. like Wild West kind of American thing, which is really weird. Yeah, it very is weird, weird combination. Because it is just like. Groups of people that are just living out in the fucking middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, in the middle like, of nowhere, yeah. I said a suburb is over 200 kilometers away from the fucking city. Yeah. Which yes. is, ins- that's insane, like, that's crazy. Yeah, obviously that's not actually like a fucking, you know, Wild West kind of situation, yeah. but like, <clears throat> they have all these weird stories that you wouldn't, that like you don't hear about, I suppose, in Europe mm. these days. Yeah, because like, yeah, Australian films, you don't really, you don't really see much of them. There's a yeah. few, but like... Yeah, because like, it's, it's only 20 million people, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not a lot of people that live over there, but yeah. it's like such a huge place. It's massive, man. You know? It's a very, very big place. Very large country over Hot there. Hot take, I know, but yeah, Australia is pretty big. Australia is big. Russia's also pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what's small. What's small? Japan's pretty small, but it's highly fucking dense. Japan. People. Japan's not a crazy place. Yeah, not a crazy place. Filled with fucking reg- regressed people. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had like mad shit, like in... Like in was it the nineties and eighties and stuff like that whole cultural thing where like just to work the the office man and stuff like that. That's why yeah. Hello Kitty got huge. Why? Because with them, um, the office jobs in 
Japan, mm. super fucking bleak and depressing, and you didn't, you never really moved up in the corporation and stuff like that. So Hello Kitty got massive because people were buying like Hello Kitty pencils and shit and just putting it on their desk just to provide a bit of fucking color to their desk. Yeah, that's why Hello Kitty got huge because they were so depressed. Yeah, from yeah. work they have the whole like phenomenon as well where like there's people there who haven't haven't like socialized with anyone for like it's like a whole phenomenon yeah. where people just live in their room and don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a problem over there. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, you, you, don't, you don't really see that anywhere else. Yeah, but... I, uh, I saw some comparison that was, like... Because, uh, you know, the way they lost... Obviously, they lost World War Two, but, mm. like, they like they weren't... You know, their government survived. Like, they didn't really do anything to their government. Yeah, the leaders... The leaders... Yeah. The people that committed all the horrific war crimes were weren't, still in government after World War Two and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they weren't really charged with anything. Yeah. It was, like, a, I think it was just a tweet or something. Someone saying that, like, Japan is what would have happened. Japan, like... It was, like, a, what would Germany look like if... If the Nazis had continued on, that's what was just like Japan. Like yeah. that's literally what happened to Japan. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because like strange um, place. What's that fucking? What is that place that the the Japanese uh, committed loads of like horrific war crimes in China? Manchuria or Nanking? Nine was it Nanking? Yeah, I think it's Nanking. The like rape the, of Nanking. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah, man, fucking hell! When you look <laughs> up shit about that, holy yeah, yeah, fuck! Yeah, the pictures as well. Yeah, because they because they were proud of it as well. And that's uh, that's one of the things as well. Like, they Japan like refused to see anything that they did during World mm. War Two as war crimes or anything like that. Yeah, which is bonkers. Um, but I watched Cure. Mm. Um, directed by I can't pronounce his first his first name, but his second name is he's Kurosawa. There's a couple of cur- famous directors called Kurosawa, but yeah, yeah. he's one. He's one. He's one of the new ones. Uh, he's a great horror director, and I watched his 2000 or no, his 1997 film, uh, Cure. Which is about basically there's like a series of murders going on, um, but they're all like linked by uh, every person is found with like a, an X engraved onto them, mm. and then the person who committed the murder is like somewhere close by, but the person never knows that. Like I don't know what happened, then they always forget whatever. And we're following the detective trying to figure out what's going on, and then we also follow this man who we don't know who he is, and he has like amnesia. But then we slowly realized, oh shit, he's the he's the murderer. Mm. What he's doing is he's brain he's like hypnotizing people to do it. But like that sounds real kooky and like kind of shitty. But it's played yeah. off super well by the fact that like the way that like they basically the way that it sets it up is like um, murders just happen sometimes. Like there's no explanation for it whatsoever, and the mm. person doing it doesn't even know why they're doing it. They're just they're just murdering people, and like. That's what this character is. He just doesn't... He doesn't really care at all. He just kind of... He's just hypnotizing people to, to commit these horrific acts. Kind of just because he can do it. Mm. At least that's what we think. And later on, we find out that... um, <clears throat> He's a psychology student. And uh, he was watching these videos, which was like kind of the occult. Learning how to brainwash people. Mm. And then like... It's like he's performing like these kind of rituals to do it. So it's like something bigger is like channeling through channeling him. through him to commit this awful fucking horrific shit yeah um and this is probably like genuinely like one of the scariest movies i think i've ever seen i was oh. it is incredibly intense mm. throughout the entire film and the way that the plot like moves along like you're kind of fed drip, like bits and pieces of like what's going on and then the violence just like skyrockets up at one stage where someone commits a murder and she fucking peels its face off and you and you see it and all and it's really fucked up what's this on it was on movie uh it was on movie and i want so 
Do they? Yeah, they, did you see yeah. like they just like they kind of cleansed a bit. They got lo- they got rid of loads. Yeah, of they stuff. gave loads of warning. I was like, I'm yeah. going to watch all this because like everything expired like on yeah. when it turned into June. I didn't wa- I didn't legit watch a single film. Cure was one of those, and it was uh, it was Sunday, and I was like, I'm going to watch this now. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to watch this now, mm. and it was really really good, really really good. Just the way that it like depicts this kind of um kind of unempathetic like psycho- fate. Not even like Chance. yeah. There's, there's also a thing of like this was always going to happen as well. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a there's this kind of like destiny thing where like the detective like at one stage the the crazy dude's like this was always going to happen. You and me were we were always going to face off because it's inevitable. Like this is this was always going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you're never given a reason for why he's doing all this stuff. And there's a moment later on in the film, like basically towards the very end of the film, where uh, the murderer and the detective are in this place. And, like, the way that the serial killer is, like, describing the place is as if, like, he's, like, this is where we go when, uh, when insanity, like, it's basically, like, all the insanity and, like, the madness has manifested into a physical place. And it's, like, this is where everyone meets before, like, you go over the edge and you're never the same once you leave this place. And it's kind of like you're at the gates of hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really well done. Really, really well done. It's super well written. There's, um, there's a moment where, like, the serial killer... Like, the way he's able to hypnotize people is really, like, it's kind of cool. Where, like, he can, like, light, a, he'll get a light or whatever, and he'll flick the light. And the moment that, like, you know the way, like, when you look at, like, running water or, like, a flame, you kind of lose yourself in the flame first. Or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. get you with that, and then he hypnotizes you with that. Uh-huh. So, like, he'll, like, light the lighter or whatever, and the person will, like, look down at the lighter, and then he'll, he'll, he'll do something. <laughs> yeah. And he'll hypnotize him in that moment uh-huh. where, like... It's like you constantly have to be on guard, like against around people, and never like you know loosen up or whatever. Mm. Um, and so, but the reason why the detective is able to kind of like battle this this like force is because he's really good at like separating his identities. Where like he's like at home, he's he's a husband. At work, he's a detective, and everything else doesn't really matter. Mm. So he's so focused on the job that like he just slaps the flame out of his hand, and he never gives him a chance to like. You know, yeah, yeah. hypnotize him, whatever. It's a re- just a great film, honestly. Just, yeah, like, it sounds really good. Yeah, and even the fact that like, like Japan as a as a country with this like this history of just fucking <laughs> brutality, mm. like they live and, a like, mad history and national pride in that fucking brutality, and then yeah. it's just like kind of swept underneath the not even swept underneath the rug. It's just kind of like yeah, we did that and just get on with it. Yeah, and never like yeah. reconcile whatever. It's like that. That's like trying to channeling true the fucking villain in the film and stuff like that. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, it's a whole interesting thing, you know. Mm. It's like a parallel universe, you yeah. know. Like them and like China and stuff. And Australia, not yeah. really, but like... <laughs> yeah, but... It's like, it's, so f- it's like different like fucking worlds, mm. you know. Different like, cultures and societies. Yeah, like, like proper that. different culture, like alien stuff, but also in like cool, in like a different way, mm. you know. Like you have to, we have to get more into that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, that kind of kick. Like what's, what's going on? What are they doing over there? You know? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on over there? What are they at? You know? What's like, happening? Like obviously Korea is big these days. Korean films. I, I mean to watch Memories of Murder. I still haven't seen that. Memories of Murder is very good. Mm, I've, I've heard seen. it's amazing. And um, I was going to watch one of the days and I just, I just forgot. But stuff like that, you know? Yeah. See, I think the way with like Korean films, like there's a lot of like, Western, yeah, shit in it. yeah. yeah it's like Western, yeah, because they're basically a Western colony, like yeah, so, or South Korea, yeah, yeah. So, which is why they're like are probably more fucking palatable to fucking Western audiences, but whereas yeah. like Japanese films and Chinese films are very different, yeah. But like, I think 
Cure is one that people should check out because like Kurosawa, it's just like even like the way it's shot, it's really sl- like it's slow, but like everything is purposeful. Mm. And the way that the story, like the way it's, it feeds you information, is really fucking smart and really clever. Because at the start, you're like, "Who the fuck is this dude with amnesia?" And then there's a moment where you're like, "Does he have amnesia, or is he just like he's just because portray- like the way he's able to like frustrate people and get away with them is that he just keeps he's just like." Who are we talking about? Whatever. And it's like, oh, this is you. And he's like, oh, cool. Who is that? And I like, just like yeah, repeating yeah. things over and over again. Uh-huh. And then like, he, then like he takes it to the flame. Then he fucking gets it like that. Yeah. There's something bigger going on mm. channeling through him. Yeah. They're like, like, what is this guy? Yeah. Rather than like, who is he? You know? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. What's the, he at? And even like the fact that like it infects people around him as well. Like his insanity infects the people around him to like do shit. And there's a moment where like, the psychologist is like, you can't hypnotize people to do something that they wouldn't already do. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. the fact that he's able to hypnotize people to do these, like, brutal fucking acts of violence. Yeah, apparently it's Bong Joon-ho's favorite film. I can see why, honestly. He's fucking... I, I get, like, it's a... I would claim it... Like, it's probably the best psychological horror film I've seen. Like, psychological, like, thriller, detective thing that I've seen Yeah. in ages, honestly. Really? Yeah. That sounds really good. But it's, just the skin peeling... <laughs> It's brief and the Can't person's hack it. it's brief and the person's already dead. He's already dead. They're already uh, dead. Okay, okay. So okay. it's not like they're like squirming and shit like that. Yeah. Man, I, man, I can't. Texas can't. Chainsaw and fucking Rob Zombie has basically fucking numbed me to face like being peeled man, off. And you shit. watched Murders as well, like. That was before all this. Yeah, Murders is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Murders that's, is bad. That's time. what that film's about. Yeah. <laughs> Murders is, <laughs> no, well Murders everything else gets skinned <laughs> yeah <laughs> except for the face <laughs> oh god yeah i can't do it i can't do it yeah but like that because i didn't want to i didn't want to uh, fucking snow town because it's like i don't want to watch another fucking brutal murder thing like i'm just not yeah like, it's just sad you know you gotta like pace yourself with just, that shit it just pure brings you down <laughs> yeah. it does <laughs> like I'm gearing up to I like next week I will watch Sallow for like the films we're oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, we will, we will. But well, like, that, that's like sort of you know, it's from the seventies as well, so like it's not gonna be. I can't imagine it's gonna be how graphic and brutal can it be. Plus, it was written in like the nineties, the seventeen nineties. Mm. Yeah. By the way, you know, it's old. You know? Yeah, it's old it's, as shit. You know, it's fucking really old. I think I think there's like a distance there. I've seen a few clips of it. Yeah, and like the tongue and stuff like that. There's a lot of eating shit in that movie as well is it yeah that's not that that's that's that different to eating, eating shit you know whatever like you know, i already watched that for free you <laughs> know babies do that <laughs> i've seen my dog do that <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah the dogs are always at that like oh he's eating shit but yeah no nah, we're grand. unnatural <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're the wrong ones here the dogs have the right idea. They know what's up. <laughs> yeah, Salo, that'll be grand. You know, just you just have, you can't do it too much. You can't overdose on that kind of thing. No, no, and no. There's, no. there's like there's an extent where it's just it's like it's stylistic, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Style is an important thing. Style is huge. Snowtown, there's no style in Snowtown. It's all realistic, which makes it more fucked which up. Is, yeah, way worse. You know, even though it's it's not that it's not really not that gory at all. Mm. But the scene where the gore does happen, it's just like it just like it literally put me off my dinner. Like yeah, you know. But it's not, yeah. that, it's not that bad. It's just yeah. like, it actually happened and it's realistic. Yeah, it's the way that they depict things. Yeah, because yeah. like, I also watched Ichi the Killer this week, mm. which is the opposite effect of that. Where it is so it like I think Ichi the Killer possibly might be the most violent film I've ever seen. Mm, yeah, but it's so over the top and stylized that like that ba- like if they fucking portrayed the violence in Ichi the Killer as something like Snowtown, 
that's the most disturbing film ever made. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, that's too fucked up. And, like, each of the killers banned in loads of places. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's banned in Finland and Norway and stuff. Man, I didn't, like... Or Sweden. Sweden are fucking mad for banning shit. I never knew that. Sweden are? Yeah. They're mad for banning shit. They banned E.T. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> because E.T. Uh, basically told kids that, like, adults are, are your enemy. Now that's... So they banned it. I've... That's bizarre. Why? It's either Sweden or Norway or like one of the fucking I thought, Scandinavian countries. I thought countries. Scandinavian countries had it all figured out. You no. know? Well, we, we need to be more like Sweden, man. It's like banning E.T. Yeah, they banned E.T. They banned E.T., <laughs> bro. I'd rather be fucking, you know, you know, anything else. Yeah. Not E.T. Yeah, not <laughs> Don't e. take away E.T. <laughs> E.T. and Ichi the Killer, the two things that are Yeah. <laughs> but, That's uh, a deal breaker. Ichi the Killer's uh, directed by... Um, Oh, fucking uh, Takashi Miike. Um, yeah. I've seen his film Audition, which is like touted as like, mm. I'm over there in Blu-ray, uh, <laughs> is like touted as like one of the most disturbing movies of all time. And like, like Audition is like fucking completely fucking standard movie where you're like, there's something weird going on. And then the last like 15 minutes, there's like hyper fucking violence and it's really mm. fucked up. But like up until that point, it's fine. Um... Whereas Ichi the Killer is like the complete opposite where it is violence all the way fucking true. Mm. Like, but like super over the top stylized violence. Like the main, even, so like the, the main thing that's going on is um, a mob boss or a Yakuza boss has gone missing. The Yakuza bro. <laughs> uh, he's gone missing. Yeah. And um, they're trying to find out where he is or whatever. And so like his enforcer is trying to find him and he's torturing people. And like, the most famous scene in each of the killer is where this dude is being hung up in hooks and he's on his he's like face down but he's suspended with hooks in his back and shit like that. You know that suspension shit? Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. people actually do that for like pleasure that's, and shit. That's a fetish. Yeah. That's a fetish. I was, people do that for like world records as yeah. well. But like how does that work? I have not man Because people hang like from like buildings or like oh, ever yeah. see the ones where like the Guinness World Records like where they're pulling like trucks with their eyelids. Yeah, man. I don't understand. How does that work? I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense. I remember seeing um It was like an it was like a tattoo fixing thing or whatever. And this dude got a massive fucking back piece uh to fix whatever the fuck he had. And he fell asleep. And they're like, How the fuck did you fall asleep during a like a massive back tattoo? And he's like or maybe it was somewhere else. I can't remember. It was somewhere fucking painful where he got the yeah, tattoo. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I like suspend myself on hooks and shit like that. Like, this is fine. All right. All right, like, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Please leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I imagine like at that stage, that's just so painful that your body just fucking ignores it. Yeah. It's, well, like, it's like another you know, way you can pick up a cat like that. Yeah. To have that thing. Obviously, like that's built into their, their thing. But like, it's, it is just a bunch of skin. But like, how does and it? Muscle. The yeah. muscle is what they clamp into. Is it? Yeah. Is it the muscle? Yeah, they clamp into the muscle as well with that shit. Mm-hmm. Is that not really bad for your bones, though? It's like pulling on your, your skeleton, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you cause but, a gap, but like, that's why it's so excruciating and painful, but then it just goes away. Oh, because Jesus. Because it's not just... You, you can't hold yourself up by your skin, but yeah, your muscle can fucking can hold it. How do you it. the eyelids, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this bro is there fucking being suspended, yeah. and he's being tortured or whatever, and uh, it's really fucked up and it's really violent, but then the rest of the film is just like, equally as a violence, but not as like, squeamish as that. Mm. It's a like, really squeamish episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call this episode The Squeam. <laughs> yeah, Squeam 4. <laughs> the Squeamining. <laughs> um... 
but like it's so stylized and so over the top and like ridiculous that it's 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 fine and there's like two extremes in the film where the the yakuza enforcer can't remember his name but he's he's not ichi by the way <laughs> uh, ichi's some other dude but uh he's um he's a complete fucking uh masochist like mm. he fucking the reason why he wants to find his yakuza boss so much is because he like was in love with the yakuza boss because the yakuza bo- boss would kick the shit out of him and he found major enjoyment out of that <laughs> and uh but then the opposite side is Ichi, where Ichi's a complete fucking sadist and like can't handle any pain on himself, but inflicts massive amounts of like harm and violence upon other people. It's like a perfect couple. The perfect match. Mm. Um, like <laughs> the, the way that this film—I don't even remember this now. The way that this film starts, right, is um, is Ichi is watching a fucking pimp kicking the shit out of like one of his girls and then he said then he starts to rape her and Ichi's watching this and uh your man comes out and like Ichi's gone or whatever but he steps in a fucking pile of cum uh that Ichi fucking left <laughs> and the opening titles play out <laughs> in the cum <laughs> like from the cum wait it's Ichi's cum it's Ichi's cum uh. but like it's a, like out of the cum emerged the words Ichi the killer and the the opening credits roll. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, okay, so I'm really, really not meant to take this film seriously yeah, at yeah. all. Because you, cause like, if you hear most disturbing film of all time and you look up images of this film, mm. you're going to see some fucking brutal shit. But like, <laughs> the shots don't <laughs> portray like how fucking ludicrous the film actually is. Yeah, they don't show you the puddle of cum. No, they never They yeah. never show you the puzzle cum. <laughs> the joke. <laughs> they always hide away from the cum. <laughs> um, maybe we call this episode Cum Town. <laughs> cum Town, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, like, that's the two forces that are playing out in this. Um, and Ichi is, like, the biggest fucking incel ever. Like, he's he hates everyone. Not even he hates everyone. He's really nice, but all of a sudden he'll just snap and he'll turn into a crazed killer. But like, will cry during it because he's all psychologically fucked up, mm. um, and you're never told his full backstory because like the backstory that you're given is revealed to not be true. Some guy that's like convinced him from a young age that that's what's happened to him, and he's just really fucked up, and he's just being used by this dude to take on the yakuza. But it's good, like it is good, and um, it's funny in parts, and it's like so unbelievably violent. Like Takashi Miike is a fucking weirdo. He's a weird, weird man. Yeah, what else did he do again? He's done Audition, he's done this, he's done, um... This one else as well. He's done a bunch of shit, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he... he I think he he has, like... He's been directing for, like, 30 years or 25 years, and he has over... He's directed over 100 films. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, I've heard of him as well. I've never seen any of his films, but, like... I, I was I was read as, like, Takashi Mike, you know? But, like, it's... Um, Double I K E. Mm. I thought it was like a DJ kind of name, you know. It's like, it's like <laughs> that, DJ was, Mike. that was the stage name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takashi Mike. Yeah, he's he's prolific. Yeah, like to an insane extent. Mm. He has another film called um, either Citizen Q or Visitor Q, and like it's a family that like are incredibly incestual and like necrophiliacs and like murderers, torturers, mm. but like. Again, it's like has this like ridiculous, like over the top style to the point where like it's com- it's kind of me- it's meant to be funny what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you know, Takashi Miike is a weird fucking dude. Yeah. Um, he's directed 
All right, so on his fucking... He's done... 13 uh, Assassins. Visitor Q, yeah. One Missed Call. You know that fucking... You remember that film? One Missed Call? It has Jessica Alba in it, the American oh, remake. Oh, the one which... He's in the attic. I'm going to say yes. Where it's know. like... It's like... It's the, the whole urban legend thing where yeah. it's like... Oh, there's... There's someone... Or the, or the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Man, that used to... Sh- that, I used to shit my pants whenever that, <laughs> that fucking story came up. Man, all that, that terrified me. <laughs> it's so scary. I remember they had that DVD... Remember, I remember, Do- remember Dolan's... I remember they used to sell DVDs and they had that DVD and I was like... I was like so afraid. Of, like just at the picture. I was mm. like, oh my God. I can't even look at that thing. God, the Cash Amigos directed so fucking much. Like a ridiculous amount Wait, of he things. directed that one with Jessica Alba? No, he, he directed the original one. Ah. Wait. Uh, that sounds... Wait, no, wait. There were, wait, no, I don't think Jessica Alba's in that one. I think she's in... I think she's in The Eye. With the, one Miss Call... The Eye, yeah, yeah. One Miss Call has been remade, remade in America, um, and it's apparently fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, this one. Is it? Yes, that one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that might be a different thing, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, Takashi Miki is a weirdo. Fuck. Ichi the Killer is pretty good. It doesn't really like, because uh, I was reading about like its themes and stuff like that, and they're like, oh yeah, it's about like how like we deal with violence in society, or whatever. And I was like, this is bollocks. Like that's not fucking like, <laughs> it's not really true. Like any, because yeah. like the way that he promoted the film as well was that it was shown at TIFF. And he provided barf bags and shit like that for people, like when they came in and stuff like that. This is also a film that um, there's multiple cuts of it as well. There's like the original version I saw somewhere was two hours and nineteen minutes, um, but then I, I I looked that up and I couldn't. F- I saw that somewhere and then I tried to f- confirm it, but I couldn't find any confirmation of it. Mm. So I think that the two hour and nine minute is the is the proper cut of it. Yeah, and Shudder has that. Um, which is a, like because the devils, I didn't, man, I didn't realize that the devils, the one that we watched, isn't the original version. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of shit cut out of that. Yeah, the devils, the devils is gro- grows on me by the day. Yeah, man. The Martin- I, was, I was thinking about that in the bus. I was like, why am I thinking about the devils? You know, that's actually that was such a. How did you find out about that again? Um, that was such a find. How did I find it? I don't know. Yeah, because you just you just brought it up one week. I can't it's remember. It's an amazing film. It's an amazing film. Yeah. I think... But yeah, the cult is like... It's fucked up. Yeah. Because That's like a holy grail kind of thing. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know if you... Had, I don't... Because Warner Brothers refused to fucking share. I don't know how I came across that yeah. film. But, so um, it must be amazing then. Well, maybe they're leading up to like some like crazy Criterion <laughs> release. Do you know what the fucking... Like what one of the cut... What one of the things that is cut out of The Devils is? What? Like at the end of the film... Like after a uh, man's been fucking burnt at the stake... The crazed nun takes his femur... And fucking masturbates with it. Ah. And that was cut out of it. Yeah, understandable. And there's also an orgy scene, but like it's it's referred to as the rape of Christ scene. I have... I, th- I think that was in it, wasn't it? No, that, that was cut out. Oh. Uh, well, there was one where they're dancing around Christ and like sort of like pole dancing. Oh, uh, w- they start using them apparently. Yeah. Well, like... They, like because like they say that in the film as well. They're yeah. like, oh, like she, ma- she masturbates or like stuff like that. But... I don't know. It, like, it's not shown, obviously. There's like, f- like the version that we watched. There's like five, five minutes. There's like five to nine minutes cut out of the version that we sh- throughout the film. Like the, yeah. that we watched. So like, I can only imagine that the like the like femur scene and the the rape of Christ scene, they must be like proper like show shit in it. Yeah. Well, like, would they actually be like? I don't know. Unsimulated. I don't Vanessa Redgrave like- <laughs> masturbating with a bone. <laughs> no idea. I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, either way, that'd be either way, it's still a fucking extreme intense movie. Either way, I would pay. I pay to see that. Yeah, I pay a lot of money. Or I'd like, love to find. I pay like eighty quid. I've been trying to find online like a, the original cut, and like I can't, I can't see. I it don't think it's gonna happen. Don't know. We'll find out. I have to find. The, we'll we'll, we'll campaign. Them. We'll start a campaign. We'll just buy the fucking original reel. We'll buy the, we'll buy the rights. Yeah. <laughs> remake it. Yeah. Released. <laughs> Release the devil cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what else have you been watching? Uh, I also watched Wake and Fright, which is another Australian film, and uh, it's it's uh, one of the great Australian films of all time. It's like. Uh, it's kind of like a cult classic, but it's also one of those things where it's like, obviously Australia doesn't have a massive indigenous industry mm-hmm. itself, so it's like, it's one of those flagship films. Uh, I remember I first I first found out about it maybe like oh, 10-ish years ago, maybe over 10 years ago. Mm. I read a, an in-flight magazine article, <laughs> <laughs> and it was about this film called Wake and Fright, and had like it had like full full page spreads and stuff. Uh I was I just I remember reading it was a pretty long article. I just remember reading about it and be like, oh, I have to see this film. Like, remember flying? Yeah, I remember flights. Yeah, I remember reading the magazines. I, I love reading the in flight magazine. Um but like I remember reading about it and I was just like, oh, I have to see it. This is yeah. like this looks like sounds amazing. Uh but it's like it's sort of like it's perceived or it's sort of talked about as a horror film, mm-hmm. but it's not. You know, it's not scary. It is scary, but it's not about like supernatural stuff. Yeah, there's no killers involved. There's no real death. Um, it's like a psychological. It's not even a thriller, like you know, because there's nothing. There's no real stakes. Mm. Um, it's like it's like the Wicker Man in the out- Outback or something like that. But there's no folk horror. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. It's like it's a very, it's really weird because like when I read that article, I had this impression it was like this is like a, this mad fucked up Australian horror film like set in the outback, mm. like you know blazing hot sun and like it's him versus the kangaroos or something like that you know but it's it's not like that at all because it's about um it's about this guy this sort of middle class teacher and uh as part of his like his his education as a teacher he's like signed a bond with the australian government Mm -hmm. to go teach at a uh like this fucking fucking head school out in the middle of the outback in the middle of nowhere and stuff like that and uh, the film opens on the christmas holidays and like he lets all the, the, the kids out and uh, so he has to get his flight back to Sydney. And like, there's fucking nothing around. So he has to like hitch a ride on like this fuck, this like this hillbilly on like the back of his his truck or whatever. Never a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like that's the thing. Like you, you think like, there's so many parts where you can go like, oh, this is gonna you know escalate. Yeah, it's gonna turn into a blo- like there's so many parts throughout the film where like this is gonna turn into a bloodbath or like yeah. he's gonna wander into something that he shouldn't. Uh, and he does, but like it's not like it's not what you'd expect. Uh, but like he gets he hits the ride to a place called Boond Boond the Yabba or something like that they call it the Yabba like you like the Yabba you'll love the Yabba lad you know and like they're so the accents are just great because like they all have pure Aussie accents mm. like hillbilly kind of thing like hill people and like they're just like they're always drinking drink is a huge thing mm. you know if I was to, if I was to put this film into a box I'd say Alco Horror yeah you know, alcohol. That's you get that yeah, fun. That's, that's a good fun. one. That's a good one. Because <laughs> it's literally about a lot of it is alcohol. But like, yeah, the, all the all the Aussie characters, or all the all the characters, pretty much except for your man John, the teacher, have like these really thick Aussie accents, and he's like a middle class kind of fucking blow in. Mm. He's only there um, to teach. You know, sent in but dropped in by the government, and he's like sort of like a middle, like there's there's like this transatlantic kind of accent, like an English accent. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't sound Australian at all, and he actually isn't. He's like he's like he was an English guy. But um, 
So he's just like one of these like fucking uptight, um, you know, wears a suit everywhere. He has an English accent. Um, and he's surrounded by these Australians who are just pure lads. Um, yeah, the Australian lad. Yeah, they're just, yeah, yeah the drink of fosters. And like he goes into, uh, he's in Boondiaba and like he's he's staying for the night and he befriends the, uh, the sheriff. And uh, he ends up getting like caught up into this, um, this like all night drinking session in a, in a pub in like a lock in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he's supposed to have his flight the next day and he has his money to get on the flight and his suitcases and all. But things spiral out of control in the um, in the pub because there's like this mad drinking culture where they all just buy each other drinks. Yeah. And he gets fucked really, really quickly. Because Australia does have that, doesn't it? Like they have a yeah, really yeah. bad al- alcohol problem. Yeah, yeah. It's what they got from Ireland probably, yeah. you know, or like fucking North, North England, you know. Um. Yeah, they're mad over there for the yeah. drink, and uh, they have like a like a serious problem with that because like, especially out there in the outback, um, you've nothing to do. Yeah, you know, I suppose you, like you, they they had literally nothing to do. Um, but drink, but drink, yeah, and um, you know, and he gets caught up into into this fucking drinking game, and they have they have a, a gambling thing. It's like um, it's this thing. I think it's called two up, where they mm. get like two pennies and uh, they toss them in the air, and like if it's two heads. It's it's either two heads or two tails, and like people bet like which is gonna be, mm-hmm. and they make loads of money. And he gets caught up into this, this gambling thing, which is always a bad idea, you know. Yeah. When you're drinking, never gamble. Ne- never gamble <laughs> when you're drinking. Never gamble in general, but like when you're drinking, it's way way worse. And he gets a, uh, he basically he no he doubles his money. Or no, he quadruples his money. He goes from like two hundred to four hundred to eight hundred, and he goes back to his hotel room and he's like, ah, oh, one more, one more, because he's fucking he's slaughtered, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and he goes back and obviously he loses everything and he's penniless. Um, and he like falls in with all these like random kind of all the hill people like these people who just like their life is like the exact opposite of his mm. like he has this idea like he describes his his uh his reason for being there is like oh, I'm I'm a slave I work for the government I, like they, they made me come here mm-hmm. like I'm like I, I'm an indentured servant um, but like everyone around them is like they live there like that's their life like yeah. that's that's where they live like that's their home and uh, Donald Pleasance is in this film, like you know Loomis from uh, yeah, from Halloween. He's in it. He's this guy called Doc. When did this film come out? Uh, seventy one. Oh, okay, yeah, nineteen seventy one. Yeah, it's mad old. Yeah. Um, but he's in this film. He's this character called Doc who uh, John runs into, and he's kind kind of like it's kind of like a fucking camaraderie or whatever. Like he takes him under his wing, mm. uh, and the whole thing like it's mainly about that kind of dynamic between John and this guy Doc. Because John, John obviously just wants to get the fuck out of there. But he's kind of being, like, pulled back by, like... He's literally high the entire time. Like, he's he's under the influence of alcohol constantly. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's the only reason he's still there. Like, he, he wouldn't... A midsummer water drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, like... He's this, like, straight-edge kind of, like, you know, city car- city slicker kind of character. Uh, but, like, drink is his down... Drink makes him sort of loosen up. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> sort of... He's, like, reclaimed by his... The primal urges that sort of... Uh, you know, have domain over everyone else around him. So he's like, he's just the same as the rest of them uh, after a few drinks, basically. Mm. It's basically the point of the film. Yeah. But like, like Doc lays it out. He has like this little monologue when they, like just shortly after they first meet, he's talking about how, um, like, like just sort of being against or uh, not having pretensions about yourself. And uh, he's like, oh, we all live here. Like, you can't hate it here because you can't you can't hate your life, you know. Yeah. If you're gonna live here, you might as well be proud of it. You might as well love it, you know. It's like that kind of like parochial kind of thing where they just 
like people no matter how shit you know like your, your your local area is like or like how much like you might you might hate the people around you you're still gonna be proud about it yeah. you know it's just like kind of like instinctual thing and um like there's a scene in like the the lock-in where the it's something about nationalism where they, ha- they have like a minute silence mm. for uh, for uh, what you call it you know the fucking uh, poppies yes it's, they, they they stand up and like this fucking god save the queen and they're like lest we forget like out of nowhere do Australia still do that do they still wear the pop- do they wear the poppies and stuff like that in Australia yeah I think so yeah, yeah. Th- they're my Brits over there you know they still have the queen as the head of state you know yeah sure Canada still does or they don't anymore do they yeah Canada do yeah, yeah. but Australia has still had the British flag on their flag you yeah know? It's sad. It's pathetic. Yeah. But like that's the th- it's like that kind Move of Move on. <laughs> yeah, it's like that kind of parochial thing where they just they, they don't know why they have an allegiance to it, but they just do. Yeah. And like they're in the middle of this kind of like mad kind of uh, hedonistic orgy where they're all gambling and drinking and like fighting and stuff like mm. that. And then all of a sudden it's a minute silence and they're like, Lest we forget. Yeah. Like the The people that have fallen. Yeah, the peace people that have fallen in this war that we you know, none of us saw, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, Donald Pleasance or Doc is like sort of explaining all that stuff and just sort of uh, contrasting against your man John, and they have this whole thing where they they uh, they go off with like these other fucking yahoos, mm. and uh, they're off hunting kangaroos. Yahoos. yahoos is such a great term. Yeah, the hillbillies, and they're off hunting uh, kangaroos, which is which is all uh, unsimulated. It's mm. real footage of uh, a kangaroo hunt, uh, which apparently also got out of, like sort of out of hand as they were shooting it, because uh, it's it's shot kind of documentary style, and the crew that were like filming it. Uh, they were out with like these actual locals who were just hunting kangaroos as they do, um, and like, but like the shoot lasted like nearly all day. Like they just refused to stop. Jesus, the yeah. Crew, and they're like the 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 crew had to like sort of orchestrate this this uh, power outage just to get them to stop and yeah. like, to, to head back to the hotel or whatever. Um, and that's the thing in the film as well, because like John's out there with them shooting kangaroos, but the entire time he has this conscience about it, he's like, oh, this is this is terrible. Like they're shooting yeah. like little joeys. Uh, that are just like wounded or like you know like beating them in with the, the butts of their guns but they don't even use the meat like they're just killing these these animals it's just something to do yeah just for fun yeah. you know and uh, John gets a gets a shot at a fox at one point and he's like oh I got it like I got it and he's running off to get it and they're all like what the fuck are you doing mate it's like it's like who cares like yeah. have a beer you know it's like yeah, yeah, he, 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 he killed it but like it's like it's not about that it's just yeah. about shooting it's just about killing something for no reason yeah you know, they're all asserting your dominance. Yeah, yeah. Over the over the landscape yeah. or the uh, the wildlife and stuff like that. It's all about just sort of having just keeping yourself busy mm. with your immediate surroundings. Just that's do whatever so, you think. Imagine, yeah, because that's imagine living somewhere where the only thing you can do is just kill. And like that's that's how you pass time. Yeah, and drink. Yeah. Yeah. And the entire okay, no. t- entire time obviously John's like, This is really bad out and like yeah. this is a bad situation. I need to get home. But, you know, after a few drinks, he's the same as everyone else. Yeah. You know? And like that's that's the the nut of it. That's 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 the rub there, you know, because he is just the same. He just has sort of notions about it. And there there is a there's like a thing at the end where he gets you know really really bad, and him and uh, Doc have like sort of like a sexual experience, and he wakes up and he's like, you know, like this is just this is the most horrible mm. thing I've seen yet, you know. And uh, another man's penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's like coming into as well, like sort of like desire. Like this sort of subconscious thing, because he's like he's always thinking about his girlfriend back in Sydney, mm. um, but at the same time he has this like this gay experience with this fucking hillbilly doctor, alcoholic who lives in a shack out in the middle of the outback, and he has to like reconcile. I mean, I'd be that. into that honestly. Like that sounds hot. <laughs> 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 and I was sweaty in the outback. <laughs> yeah. 
and he's just like reconciling that and obviously he can't if he's like still stuck in that mindset that city mindset of of a uh, of everything having sort of like its place everything yeah. sort of being like sort of like ossified you know um you know but at the same time it's not glor- glorifying like the the way those, those people live and stuff mm. like that or the way the characters live um but it's a very uh the ending is the ending's pretty good as well but it uh, sounds that sounds really really good it's, a, it's an interesting film really interesting film you know we're watching yeah because it's, it's only like an hour and 20 minutes or something beautiful and uh it's really it's amazingly shot as well it's really mm. colorful and it's like proper outback scenery like that's that's like that's an amazing i'd love to go to australia just to see like the the, the scenery and the landscape and yeah, stuff like that man like anytime i think of like the outback or whatever i just imagine fucking deserts but that's not fucking that's not what australia's like it's all fucking do they have like jungles and shit in australia is what i'm asking or do they actually is it all just like in deserts and shit no nah, i think i think it's just mainly desert yeah mm, that's a, crazy a lot of it's just deserts like ranches and stuff you know but they're just like sort of stranded out there yeah um, Do you ever heard about the? Sorry, just when you were talking about the kangaroos, have you ever heard about the emu emu wars? Yeah, the emu war. Yeah, they, they lost. <laughs> they lost. They lost. You know, <laughs> I think it's the only war that Australia has ever had. Yeah, yeah. Besides, you know, the slaughtering indigenous stuff. people, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, like the emus, but they fought a fucking ton of e- emus and they lost. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to exterminate them, and they're still going. They're still yeah. doing their thing, you know. Like yeah, they've emus like roaming about in the in the yeah. countryside. These Imagine fucking terror. Yeah. Man, they got us. Did they have? They don't have us. They pro- I don't know. I think that's an African thing. But emus are basically us. Yeah, emus are fucking massive as well. Yeah, they're just aren't they? Like they look the exact same. But yeah, like it's just it's crazy. It's one of those things where like there's a reason that was never really populated because yeah. it's like it's just it's somewhere like where humans just never have really. It's crazy. I've never crazy. really done yeah. well, you know. Just like a desert, and like. You know, there's nothing really there. Mm. But, like, you just have sort of the coastal areas where yeah. people live. And, like, like, what's in the center? You don't know. And well, that, I, well, that's the whole thing with the film. It's just, like, it's... Because it, you feel like you're trapped, even though it's, like, this massive open space. Yeah. It's like a Texas Chainsaw kind of vibe. Yeah, And, yeah. like, it's, it's like, a... There's, like, a really, like, obscure sense of time. You know, like, the days kind of fade into mm. each other. And there's no sense that, like... That there's, like, there's an end to it. Yeah. Or that, that there's there's one, even, it's, like, one really long day or something. Yeah, or that, that there's even, like, a beginning. Like, these people have always just sort of been here yeah it's like you've been lost in a time loop yeah yeah that sounds really good in the app act that sounds that actually sounds really really good yeah i'd love to go to australia i don't really know like much about like australian history but i am assuming then that like with the indigenous people in in australia that they just that like you know when when the brits got there they just forced all the indigenous people into the outback yeah probably yeah i'm assuming that's what they did but they knew how to survive the outback you know yeah but at the same time obviously it wasn't you know they weren't too good at it because yeah. obviously they you know you can't yeah you can't there's nothing to grow you yeah can't, you can't really like uh i think the, i think the aboriginals were like the last people to adopt like agriculture or something like that because mm-hmm. you can't really grow anything out there yeah like you can't really have farms so you know it's just a bizarre kind of place yeah, you know it is, I, just, yeah. I just you know feel mystified it's like a fucking mystery out there i just want to see it it's, uh, it's also strange because you got fucking new zealand like just like quotation marks just beside it yeah yeah, yeah. and new zealand's like all fucking luscious green and shit yeah yeah all the lads yeah and tasmania and stuff mm. tasmania is like the same climate as ireland you know that's wild but it's you know across the water you have yeah. all the lads it's just like it's like the fucking sahara you know just weird. just inland yeah very weird times out there but yeah i really enjoyed that yeah uh, it was it was a movie as well but it's gone now yeah movie got rid of loads i'm assuming therefore that they're gonna add on a load of shit now Ah, yeah, you know. You know. They will. I'm assuming, oh yeah, I'm assuming so. Come on, Because lads. there's a few, like, there's a few, like, like Parachan Walk films I want to watch um, that are leaving a movie soon. They're like, you know, the Vengeance trilogy with the old boy? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two of those that are on movie. Not an Irish movie, on some other movie. Mm. I think it's French. I have to watch them. Um, but yeah, no, movie's good. Movie's very, very good. Yeah, I recommend. It's, it's great for this type of shit where like, it literally just, I think Scorsese said that about movie. He was like, it's great for just introducing people to like, just different sides of cinema and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's there yeah, for. Yeah, it's, it's stuff you, you don't hear about, you know, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hear about it or see it. Mm. But then you, you click on the movie and it's like there, it's there in the menu, you know? Yeah. We should get paid. We do this like every two episodes. Man, yeah, we just, we just talk, fucking we rave about how good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it is just like, because with Cure, I was like, I don't know what that is, but it's in the movie, like top 100 or whatever. Mm. And I was like, it's going to leave in two days. Why not just fucking watch it? I'm like, that's literally one of the best films I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're good shit. Good lads. we go for a quick little break. Aye. And we're back from the break. That nice little smoke break. Hey, man. Or they revive you. They revive you, they do. They res- they reset the podcast mind. They refill the jism in our souls. I regret drinking as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched fucking The Raid this week. The Raid. Have uh, you seen The Raid? No. I, I've watched... My dad likes it. Yeah, The Raid's, The Raid is like the ultimate dad movie. I watched it with my yeah, dad yeah. On, on Friday. Raid's unreal. Raid's probably... Probably my favorite action movie of the 2000s. Oh, actually, you know, maybe Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. Fury Road. Another Aussie, but the Raid is definitely up there. Raid's amazing. Raid's is so intense. Yeah, where was it made? Man, I always want to say fucking... China. I, I, no, I always want to say Indonesia or like Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, it I'm was. But I'm pretty sure... It was like Southeast Asia, wasn't it? Oh, no, Indonesia. Oh, yeah, Indonesia. Mm, <laughs> Indonesia. Um, directed by Gareth Evans. Um, is that the... Godzilla guy. I think it is. Is it? Uh, he has directed, he's directed loads of stuff. Mm. He directed Apostle. Actually, that fucking, ah, that about. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, he's just directed Apostle and like, the Raid 1 and 2. <clears throat> but yeah, like, the Raid's kind of a classic at this stage. Yeah, you know, I don't really have much to fucking say about it, just the fact that like, it's an amazing action movie. It's so, I think like, one of the best fight scenes in any film is where, like, the main character is, like, running away from these four dudes that are chasing him with machetes, and he runs into a hallway, and, like, everywhere is blocked off, and he turns around, and he just has to take on the f- the, five- the four dudes with machetes. Mm. Amazing. It's so fucking well done. So intense. The action's well-directed. Everything about it is great. And then the Raid 2 is, even- is arguably better. Like, for mm. some people, it's better. For it's better, yeah. Because um, it actually has, like a story like and it's also half an hour longer and has an actual story where the raid is just self-contained and stays intense all the way through great action though very good film Gareth Evans though he directed fucking uh, Gangs of London which is a fil- or a fucking TV show I watched last year which the first episode was pretty good like pretty pretty good has a really good action scene like like the raid has this moment where like it's this guy in London and he's walking and he has to try and capture someone that's like after it's running away from whatever and he walks into a bar and uh, the, everyone's brawling in the bar or whatever and he's just like oh fuck's sake and he like cracks his shoulders ever he's like all right let's fucking go and he just walks through just kicking the shit out of people with fucking darts in his hands amazing what? it's unreal the 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 first episode of gangs of london is great also extremely violent mm. really fucking violent uh especially the opening of, of gangs of london yeah, the rest of the that. show man 
is shite. Like honestly, the fucking <laughs> nothing and no, like it peaks so fucking hard in the first mm. episode and it's downhill from there. Does he direct the rest of it though? He does. Yeah, oh. he created the show. Um, well, there's like actually, I think one of the I think the guy that directed fucking Martyrs or something directed one episode of it or like the director of Martyrs. Someone that directed French Extremity. Someone that directed something really fucking gory and really violent directed one one episode. Because there's like a torture scene in it, and they got him in for it, but it's not like it's a it's a pretty bad torture scene. But like it's mm. it's like nails and shit being pulled out, but like you know standard shit. That's, yeah, that's harsh stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't remember who the, who it was. Someone that directed something really fucked up. But yeah, the raid's really good. Everyone should watch the raid. Mm. Pretty sure most people have the raid. Bergazzi, this one was for you, bro. It's going out, Sean Bergazzi. <laughs> if you're still listening, <laughs> don't you listen to this stage? But it took what five months. <laughs> it only took, I think it's even longer than yeah, that. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> well, you got around to it though. We're nearly a year later, actually. So. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, it just goes to show if you recommend something, we will get around to it. We'll eventually get to it. Yeah. Paddy will eventually get to that film that you recommend. This. Yeah, Dark of the Sun or whatever. I do want to watch that film. That looks pretty so good. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next episode. Maybe a year from now. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll know. get to we it. We have a list. The list is long. The, the list. The recommendations have been coming in. Yeah, they've been flooding in. Flooding in hard and fast. <laughs> yeah. Although we will get to it because we watch Bundle Love, so. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Um, But yeah, no. Raid, pretty good. Tell you what's not pretty good, though. Three from Hell. I thought this was supposed to be amazing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not, no. How yeah. is it rank in the zombie verse? Um, this is Rob Zombie as well, isn't this it? Is, this is the, the newest Rob Zombie film. It's his 2019 film. Uh, a sequel of The Devil's Rejects. Now, at the end of The Devil's Rejects, I thought, like, you know, they no, not, I didn't think... The fucking three o die at the end of the Devil's Rejects, mm. but three from Hell immediately starts with like, no, they actually survived all those fucking bullets, and uh, they've just been in prison for a couple of years, and then they escape, and then they go on another rampage, killing loads of people. But like, like, I have come to the realization that everything post the Devil's Rejects, I have not enjoyed any of it from mm. Rob Zombie, like literally none of it. This is boring and shit like not even like i don't want to say it's shit but it's just boring and repetitive and like there's no tension whatsoever in the film like <clears throat> in the devil's rejects there is something underneath the hood going on mm. in terms of like you know police brutality and stuff like that but like that is completely absent in three from hell and it's literally just a three oh going through the only like one of the sad aspects of three from hell is um sid haig who was captain spaulding um, he's like the clown dude of the of the trio. He's in House of Thousand Corpses, and he's also in yeah, yeah, Devil's Rejects. Um, he was too sick to be in Three from Hell, and he died like I think a week or two after the film came out. Oh jeez. Um, so he's he's not in the film. Like, so what they did was instead is Rob Zombie pulled in the actor of Doomhead to be yeah. the from uh, Thirty One, and he got him into this one. Isn't he rubbish though? Well, he's not Doomhead in this one. He's like just some. He's he's just another brother. He's literally just someone that has never been mentioned before. Mm. And it's like, oh yeah, he's actually their brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's he feels completely out of place yeah, to me. One of them. That's never. It's never good when they replace an actor. That, has it ever worked? I don't know. I don't think it has. No, not really. Especially you know? like when it's an iconic trio, like. The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, three from hell, but it's not the it's not the Devil's Rejects trio. It's a different trio. 
Yeah, fuck that. Um, and it's just it's just a kind of boring film because like. At, at like at a certain stage, I was just kind of waiting for it to end. Yeah, you know? yeah that's that's not a good sign. It's no, not a good sign. You know, it's not a good movie. What's it about? Okay, so it starts off and it's like a, a montage, just like catching you up over like what's happened over the couple of years, and Baby and Otis have been in prison. <clears throat> Captain Spaulding has was given the the death penalty, and <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's how, that's no how, subtext at all. No, no <laughs> subtext. <laughs> um, Jesus, like maybe maybe Rob Zombie shouldn't have done that. Maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, your man died. Your man actually died in real life, but like I don't know. Maybe this, but I don't maybe, know. How maybe you, that's like hardcore, you know. I don't know, cause he. Well, I don't know. He died two two weeks bef- after the film came out, mm. so maybe Robert Zombie didn't think he was gonna die. Maybe it's part of the promotion material for the film. Maybe he's still alive. I don't know. <laughs> Sid Haig, he's great though. R.I.P. Sid Haig. But um, so Captain Spaulding's been killed, and Otis like escapes prison, and then he captures the what's the word I'm looking for? Like head of the prison, the warden. The warden captures the warden. And his family. And he's like, you go off and you fucking get baby out. And then we'll fucking... We'll leave you alone whatever. And they don't. They kill them all. And then they fuck off to Mexico. But like... <clears throat> like half the film is like up until... Like half the film is like... A montage of like what's going on. And there's an interesting thing in that. Where like... It's showing how like... People... Like have fallen in love with like these murderers. Mm. They're like... No, no, no. The, the 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 tree from hell the devil's rejects they're the fucking they're the like they didn't do anything this is all bullshit this is a you know this is a, a cover up for something bigger that the government's doing or whatever mm. and it's like in the 70s and the 80s and it's like you know something's going on there or whatever paranoia yeah and there's a thing of like you know falling in love with serial killers and like you know murderers and like yeah yeah romanticizing romanticizing violence. them and violence stuff like mm. that but it's like Rob Zombie, you've been doing this your entire fucking career. What are you talking about? Yeah. You literally humanized Michael Myers. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, you are guilty of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, death penalty for you, Rob Zombie. So, yeah, like, it's just a weird fucking thing where it's like, Michael Myers, the epitome of evil, literally evil incarnate, yeah, yeah. and you humanized him, and now in, the, in Tree from Hell, you're like, ah, oh, it's bad to fucking, you know, rom- romanticize and, like, you know, uh, humanized murderers and like you know whatever yeah so it's like all right maybe you've matured <laughs> maybe you matured because this is like 10 years after yeah what age is he now 60 or something i think he's 59 he's not that old yeah so he's still going like he still has maybe a few more films in him oh uh, yeah he wants to make a film about a uh, hockey which i'd be into man i'm just a horror hockey film no just a fil- like a drama about a hockey movie or man, a hockey film Thirty made that Mighty Ducks. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, why? Why try and beat perfection, Robert? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, tried to make like a film like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is you know perfect horror. Perfect. Why are you going after a perfect fucking hockey movie? Yeah, perfect hockey movie. You know. But like at this stage, like he hasn't done anything outside of horror. So, Robert Zombie, if you're listening to this, please, please, for the love of God, tr- try and do something different. Do something that's not horror. That's all I'm asking. Cause like it's not. It's it's done. It's not it's not entertaining. Mm. It's boring, and like the violence in this is like cut down as well. Like uh, I don't know. It's just it's hard to talk about because I have no real thoughts in this film because it's just. And this is the end of the road. 
I have one more film left. Another what's what's it called? Lords of Salem, which is Amer- oh yeah yeah, which is, that's his best, isn't it? Yeah, apparently his. Well, I don't know. People like House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects more, mm. but like but Lords of Salem is a different kind of movie. It's not like about witches. It's about witches. Yeah. You know, like all like every one of his films is is like a grindhouse, uh, you know, schlocky murder torture film. Mm. Lords of Salem is a is a like a spooky horror film, I think. All right, yeah. So you know, so that, it's something different. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that'll be interesting. Interesting to uh, investigate. Yeah. You know. So then, anyway, so like uh, Otis and Doomhead. Can't remember the fucking character's name. Mm. Uh, like get baby out, and then they go. Then they slaughter the entire family, and then they go off to a, a motel, and then they fuck off to Mexico. And when they're in Mexico, remember I was talking about the the small person that had a a swastika and all tattooed onto him, and yeah, fucking thirty one. Yeah. That actor shows up in this film as well. Uh still have a swastika. No, this time he's just Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So like they're all hanging out there, or whatever, and then the guy that's like running the brothel place that they're in, like rings, uh, the son of someone that they've already killed. And then he comes in with his cartel and tries to kill them. And then they just murder the shit out of all of them. And then the film literally ends with the three of them, like, walking away. And it's just, like, there's no arc. There's no, there's nothing in the film. It is pure, like, just violence happening on screen with no meaning, no nothing, nothing going on in the film. Like, that whole shit, like, about, like, romanticizing, you know, serial killers or whatever, dropped immediately when the montage ends and it's no longer a thing mm. another thing that i noticed which is like kind of like i understand why like rob zombie does this because sherry moon zombie is his wife and she plays baby but like everyone in the film except for like her brothers wants to fuck her like everyone just w- just don't put your wife in the film like but right no right so not only does everyone want to fuck her, like, there's fucking prison guards, so there's, like, a vague thing, like, oh, do the female prison guards also want to fuck her? Mm. Like, Otis and her, like, the other dude, whatever, like, uh, they have this mad night of drinking or whatever, and the two of them wake up with with women beside them, because they've obviously had sex with them. <laughs> Baby wakes up in a single bed room by, her, by yeah, herself, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> ah, Rob, like, come on, for fuck's come sake. On. If, like, you, if you're going to put her in the film... And make her sex a sex object. Like, why wouldn't you follow through on yeah, that? Yeah, you know? why like why'd you have the balls to yeah, follow through, Rob? Like Rob just doesn't want his wife to fucking be waking up in a scene like yeah. with a, with another man or whatever. But it's like You just want to get cooked on camera. Come on, just Rob, for just fuck's sake, just then just don't put her in like Yeah, let's say everyone's to fuck my wife, but no one's allowed to fuck my wife. That's yeah. basically what he's saying. Yeah. And it's just like ah uh, especially because like baby as well is really different in this movie. Like in the first two, she's like it's kind of like this airy, fairy, like, kind of whimsical, childlike way that she goes about murdering people or whatever. Yeah. But in this one, it is heightened up even further to the point where it's, it's like, she's a different character. She's a more extreme version of herself. And it's, it's, it's this weird, like, progression of the character. Otis is the complete same, but it's way more, like, now it's actually... I can't believe it's taken three movies for me to cop this. He's just fucking Charles Manson, basically. Like, he's just a Manson oh. kind of character. There's even a moment where uh, this guy offers him money. And uh, I only know this like clip of Manson talking about this because it's at the start of a Death Grip song where uh, 
it's like this clip of an interview where he's like, money, why do I need money? I got all the money in the, more, in the world. You know, I'm a rock star. I run the underground. I am the king. Yeah. yeah. And there's a moment where someone offers him like Otis money. And I was like, oh, he's going to say like, what, what do I need money for? I got money. I got all the money in the world. Mm. I run things, whatever. And all he says is like, why do I need money? I have everything. I was like, ah, oh, well, that's less, less well, impactful and cool. Paraphrased, basically. Paraphrased, you know. but like <laughs> yeah. worse. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Charles Manson is a fucking cooler, like fucking yeah, figure yeah. Than, than your fictional serial killer that's based on him or whatever. But like, you know, it's just these things in the film where like it's things that we've already seen before done worse, less like graphic, less impactful with less meaning with no message in the film as a whole and it's just shit happening and it's like yeah end of the f- like the trilogy is now it, like this is now a trilogy and the end of the trilogy is bad like it ends on a fucking boring note and it's like ah there probably will be another one but who fucking cares like it's just gonna be the same thing again yeah yeah one note he's, one note. he's literally a director that like started off with House of Thousand Corpses and Devil Rejects and it's like this is this is like different and grindhouse and it's like cool or whatever. And never ever reached past that point mm. and just like relied on that over and over again and tried the same thing over and over again. And it's just boring. It's just not interesting. Yeah. And I've watched all of his films at this stage except for Lords of Salem. Um and there's two of them that are like <laughs> Yeah, fuck that. You gotta develop. You gotta you gotta keep innovating. Yeah. You know, even try if try something different. Even if you're at the top of the top of your game, you know. Like, he innovated moving from music to movies. Mm. So why doesn't he just, you know... Maybe he should move on to something else. Maybe start writing books. TV shows. <laughs> yeah, do TV shows. Yeah, he could probably do one on, like, you know, stars or whatever. The stars? Like, what do you mean the stars? Like, uh, fucking... You know, one of those, like, low-budget HBO Showtime or something like that, you know? Oh, you mean the They fuck- do it, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, sorry, you mean the... The channel, like... Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. what you meant. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. He could do something. He could, but he won't. No, he he's won't. too old. So he doesn't really need to either, you know? Yeah. He's, he's kind of made his name he's in not, horror. He's no incentive. But at this age, I'm just like, why the fuck do people love Rob Zombie so much? Because, like, it, it must purely be for those first two films. Some people love awful things. Absolutely terrible things. Yeah, people you know? do love schlock. Like, you have to come to terms with the fact some people have just a bad, bad yeah. taste. Especially horror taste. fans, man. Horror fans yeah, are the worst. Some, some horror... Yeah, some horror fans are just like, you know, like horror Twitter, or sorry, not horror Twitter, horror, horror uh, Instagram, and like you just you just the see the stuff it's they put up, and like wow, this is like, this is like how like why would you put time into like liking this film? Like it's not just it's not just that they watched it and were like oh this is good. It's like they actually like dedicate themselves to mm. it, which is grand, you know. That's you do your it's own your thing. thing. That's your thing, but why? You know? Yeah, why is it it's your thing? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's weird. It's not even enjoyable. Like, this film is like nearly two hours long. Mm, yeah, no. Yeah. No way. I, and like, the month, there's like a montage and killing people at the end. And it's just like, yeah, they're just like shooting people, whatever. Shame you, zombie baby. She's going around with bow and arrow. Getting people bow and arrow. Cool. Whatever. Bonner. Yeah. she's the, She stars in uh, Lords of Salem as well. So, fucking hell. but I don't know. She's a pretty good actor as a fucking baby. Not in this, but in the other two, she's pretty good. So we'll see how she gets on. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And saying, I'm, I'm really glad I'm fin- like finishing up on this. Like, I was, <laughs> like, I started it, 
And I started like started watching it, whatever. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch this, but I'm gonna fucking watch it. But I really don't. I feel like I'm wasting my time because I know I'm not gonna like it. And sure enough, I didn't fucking like it. So well, there you go. Just goes to show. Trust your instinct. Uh, Trust it. Go. I feel like Lords of Salem could be the one. It I wanna, could be. I want to end. Rob, please don't let me down. Just <laughs> <laughs> going out to you, Rob. You zombie, zombie man. Or Z. But yeah. But yeah. We leave it at that. We'll leave it there. And hop on to some listener questions. A few questions from the listeners. If you want to ask us a question, get to us at power underscore pod on Instagram or on Twitter. Or you can email us at our email address. Um, thepowerpod.gmail.com. Nice. Our first question is coming in from Liam. And Liam is asking us, what are our thoughts on Amazon uh, buying Bond, the James Bond franchise? Yeah, it's not good, is it? And it's the same. Thing, yeah, you know, it's like same old, old big old corporations is owning multi-million-dollar franchises. Yeah, same old story, you know. I actually saw a tweet just there, literally just there, where it's like uh, Amazon were doing like a promo thing on Twitter, and they got Amazon, like the main account, was like, uh, "Oh, ready to make a big announcement? Amazon Music, are you ready for this?" Mm. And Amazon Music re- responds, "It's like, yeah, we're ready." Uh, fucking hell at, at Prime Video any preference there uh, and then Prime Video responds at Twitch what do you think and then Twitch is like seems good from here and then Amazon Shop responds and then fucking Amazon uh, South Africa responds like they just and the tweet is just like these are just slides in the next Amazon antitrust case which is like just sort of sums it up. Like they just they, yeah. they they're, they're they're way too way too big, way too big. Amazon particularly. <laughs> yeah, they need to chill out, you know, and they need to be broken up, and they need to be the, you know, some kind of Nuremberg trial situation. James Bond, uh, you know, James Bond is never that good to be fair. Yeah, that's a like with Amazon as well. It's just like he's gonna be why 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 are you owning fucking James Bond? He's gonna go. He's gonna be an exclusive on Prime, as if I don't know who. Like, like, is there people looking for that? There must be. Is there anyone who would subscribe to Prime because they have fucking, you know, Quantum of Solace or whatever? God, that movie is so bad. You know, I doubt it. I doubt it. You know, and like, how much did it cost for them to buy? I don't know. A few billion, wasn't it? Yeah, probably it? a few billion. Yeah, it's like, it's bad. It's bad. But at the same time, what can you expect? What can you expect? Is it them and Disney? Them, Disney, and um, who else? Fucking Sony. Sony. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, them, Disney, Netflix, and um, what's it called? Time Warner. They all need to be broken up. Yeah. They need to be smashed into a million pieces and distributed, you know. Amongst the people. <laughs> amongst the the IFIs of the world, you know. Because mm. it's like, I don't know, it's super, that's a weird one. Like, what is fucking James Bond now going to be a fucking stand-in for like major, like he was a stand-in for like British imperialism, and now he's gonna be a stand-in for fucking corporate imperialism. He's gonna be American or something. They're gonna make him American. I'm bald. He fucking would. They fucking would. Yeah, it's gonna be Jack Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's bulking up. He's trying to. He wants to be James Bond. You know that dude. Nah, man. That dude's fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe the boy Superman as That's well. That's such a strange. It's like I'm a thing. Like I don't watch James Bond, so I don't really take notice of it. But like, is James Bond a big, huge franchise? Like, do people care about James Bond? Yeah, it's Bond? pretty big. Well, bi- they make billions, like every film. Why? They're good. They're like good, you know. Yeah. They're not that. They're they're not amazing, but they're good. You know, I liked Skyfall and um, what was the last one? I can't remember. 
The last two or three, I remember I liked them. But yeah, like there's it, Skyfall. What was the one that came after Skyfall? Fucking I can't remember. Spectre. <laughs> Spectre, yeah. Spectre yeah. was good. I like Spectre. I literally haven't... I don't think I've ever seen it. The only James Bond film I've ever seen is Quantum of Solace. Maybe mm. that's the reason why I hate James Bond, because <laughs> the only James Bond film I've seen is fucking Quantum of Solace. I don't think you'd like James Bond, really. I don't think I would either. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like it. Because mm. like, I was like, I don't... I remember sitting... I think I've said, told this on the podcast before, but sitting in the cinema for Tenet... And yeah, then James yeah. Bond came on and was like, I don't like James Bond. I turned to Isabel and was like, I don't like James Bond movies. And then Tenet was a James Bond movie. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Just don't, spies, I don't give a shit. Spies, yeah. Yeah, just a fucking, do you know what I want? I want to see a fucking, I want to see an accurate fucking spy movie. I want to see a spy movie of CIA causing fucking coups in Latin yeah, America. Where, where they commit war crimes. Yeah, where they commit <laughs> actual fucking war crimes and it's condoned, you know? Not yeah, glorified. Yeah. It's like, James Bond's real suave and he gets the lady and he fucking, he takes down fucking terrorists or whatever fucking bullshit he does. Yeah. Fuck that. I want to see him fucking upstage in a fucking leftist yeah. government and causing a coup. Yeah, it's like, because um, he's just a superhero. It's like the Scarlet Pimpernel. Remember he did that? It was like the original, it was yes. a, it was a book. Vaguely. He was like he was like the original superhero. Batman is kind of based on him, mm. uh, but like you know the way Batman's obviously like this you know really extremely uh, right wing kind of character. Like Scarlet Pimpernel was a British character that they made up, and his his uh his like his duty or like his like his his moral code was to basically uh, kill um, like French people and stuff like that, like yeah. revolutionaries. And like uh, defend the uh, aristocracy, like that was his uh, his old shtick. Yeah, yeah, that that's he was the good guy. Mm. You know, that's why he was the good guy. But he was basically worked for the British state or whatever to uh, kill the bodies. Mm. And the bodies were just like you know fucking, you know, <laughs> the mob in Paris or whatever. Yeah, and stuff like that. It's <laughs> like oh, these evil people want <laughs> want rights. <laughs> they have to be put down. You know, but yeah, um, no, because I've been watching. Um, I've been finishing off. Uh, I can't get you out of my head. And uh, did you ever finish that off? I only got halfway in. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so long. It's so long. It's so, like, so much info being thrown at you. Yeah, yeah, info dump. But um, in episode five, he's talking about, like, like, the British intelligence system was at one stage amazing, but they didn't know that the fucking Soviets were about to collapse. They didn't know that was a thing. And mm. they were like, what the fuck? Like, they're like, how the fuck did our intelligence agency not know that this was going to happen? mm and then, like, just in the 60s and the 50s and 70s and 80s and all, MI5, like, loads of their agents were fucking, like, defacting and turning to fucking Marxists and fucking Marxists, turning to communists or whatever. And then MI6 just hadn't found any fucking communists for fucking years. They were completely useless. Mm. But to, to hold on to the national idea that, like, no, Britain is still fucking important. We're still a major player. The James Bond became the thing. That's the reason why James mm. Bond became so huge. Because, like, oh, no, see, we are fucking doing shit. Like, yeah. there's James Bond, and they're based, he's based off our agents and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the reason why James Bond got so huge. Yeah. And now he's owned by fucking Amazon. It's yeah, like, by well, the, the Americans. There yeah. we fucking go. Like, this is the this is how the world works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Our agents aren't incompetent. They're just riding random women around the world yeah. and, like, getting paid by the Americans. Too busy getting pussy to realize <laughs> that the fucking communists yeah, yeah. are about to fucking collapse. Yeah. She was the same in the North. Like, they were fighting... Like, they had agents all through the IRA. Mm. But, like, they didn't know... Like, they almost didn't know who was who. Mm-hmm. And, like, the agents were obviously, like, playing along and, like, planning bombings and stuff. But then, like, the actual MF5 were like, these guys are, like, the bad guys, yeah. you know? But they did, like, it's almost like they lost track and stuff like that. You know, they're just they they kind of lost their their uh, 
their groove. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. You know, scumbags. But, you know, Amazon owning Bond, it's just like, you know, it's the same thing as fucking Disney buying up another fucking yeah. major franchise. Amazed that Disney didn't actually own, already own Bond. That's actually impressive. Considering that they yeah, own who, who owned them? Must have been Time Warner or something. Yeah, it must have been Warner's. Yeah. Or, yeah, who else is, even is there? I don't know. Who's, like, I think that's it. Because I'm trying to think of, like... Sony. I think actually Sony owned Bond. Or had, like, some of the rights. Maybe. I just automatically assumed that, like, Disney owned the fucking company that owned... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's the same thing with Star Wars and fucking Marvel and everything, like... Yeah. Is are They They must be the big three franchises, then. What? Marvel, Star Wars, and James Bond. Uh, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, I don't know, DC, Fast and Furious. James Bond only comes out like once every five years. Yeah, like, but yeah. It's, as you said, they're huge though. Fast and Furious is massive as well, to be fair. Yeah. Who owns that? Warner? Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Was it Fox? I feel like it was Fox, but they're owned by Disney now. Yeah. But like Fast and, you see they're going to do a Fast and Furious. In space? No, crossover with Jurassic Park. What? Yeah. I heard that. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna. Um, it's the setup is they're gonna have like they're gonna they're trying to revive Paul Walker and it goes terribly wrong. Universal owns, owns Fast and Furious. Universal. Yeah. Oh, they're still going. Does Sony own James Bond? Yes, they did. There you go. Yeah, they did. Well, there's your answer. And they also own MGM as well. I think it's a good, MGM. They're owned by Disney. Multiple. The rights to Daniel Craig. Okay, right. So the rights to Daniel Craig? That doesn't sound legal. The Daniel Craig movies were owned by Sony, but the old ones were owned by MGM. MGM? Is that not Disney, no? Probably. <laughs> the juice. I don't know. I'm assuming. Yeah, well, they're all getting crowded out anyway. Yeah, they're just getting fucking bought up by bigger yeah. corporations like Amazon. Like, bigger I feel like fish. It's Amazon Amazon is, is, is probably a smaller company than Disney. Um, nah, no way. No way. Disney's just media. Amazon yeah. is everything. Amazon is everything. Deliveries, you know, shop. They have like supermarkets and stuff now. Yeah. All right, we can move on to our question to the listeners. Yeah, what's our, our question to the listeners is 2000s comedy films. What ones you like? What What are the worst comedies of the 2000s? Uh, Does the comedy of the 2000s still hold up? Yeah, grand. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a few. Uh, we what? actually got a good few responses to this yeah, one. Yeah. People, 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 people love this one. People engaged with this one. Uh, so the first one is from Killian, and Killian is saying Napoleon Dynamite is great and forever will be. One hundred percent agree with that. Napoleon Dynamite, it's like a wholesome gummo. It's just, it's just held. It's up. a wholesome gummo. It is, man. It's so. It's just but weirdos just existing on this fucking back ass of nowhere mm. just vibing with the with the landscape and just doing their thing whatever mm. but succeeding and it's wholesome it's funny as well it's a good movie yeah I've never seen it have you not? no I recommend man I think you'd enjoy it yeah I remember you remember we talked about it back in December yeah we talked about it I, I, yeah I don't really have that much to say about it long the, time ago now but it is good I really like Napoleon Dynamite mm. so I was up I yeah, like that, that was that was the coronavirus episode I remember that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're having corona yeah but because um, like but like Napoleon Dynamite, I always forget is a two thousands films. It feels like from the nineties or something. Yeah, two thousand four, wasn't it? Yeah, like it's, like it's like the middle of the two thousands as well. Mm. Weird. Yeah, that is a bit weird. Yeah, it wouldn't you wouldn't put it in that box? Mm. Maybe because it's indie. Yeah, that's the only thing going. But um, yeah, our next our next response is from Liam, and he is saying his favorites are Peak, Will Ferrell, Early Edgar Wright. And DreamWorks, silly fun. Mm. 
adding on to that, we might as well turn on uh, Paddy's one, which is Cornetto Trilogy for a fact. Like, Edgar Wright, you know. Cornetto Trilogy. Corn- it, Cornetto first, too. Yeah, first, too. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure the World's End is not in the 2000s. It's in the 2010s. So we'll just That's ignore it. That's we'll, true. We'll just ignore that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Cornetto, first, first two parts. First two. Very, very good. I think... I think it's safe to say two of the greatest comedies ever made. I think that's I think pretty really safe good. to say. I think they're good. I think they're good. But I'm afraid to go back, though. I'm afraid to go back. Because I watched Hot Fuzz, like, I don't know, two years ago, a year ago. Mm. And I think I think it was probably World's End kind of hangover thing. But yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't find it as funny as I did the first time. Shaun of the Dead holds up. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm afraid to go back to Shaun of the Dead, though. Shaun of the Dead's really good. But I remember I, lo- I love both of them, you know. Mm. I have a lot of love for those films. Yeah, same. I love the two of those films. Mm. So funny, so so good. Nick Frost, Peak Will Ferrell, I mean, Peak Will Ferrell. We talked about we recommended a film for whatever week it was. Other guys, yeah, that was like twenty weeks. Ago. Yeah, no, man, we keep talking about those episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the other guys is great. Other guys is fantastic. Film. Yeah, Step Brothers, so good. So fucking funny Step as well. Step Brothers is great. Yeah, Land of the Lost as well. Another fucking yeah, yeah, film. yeah. Underrated, yeah. underrated. Land of the Lost is underrated. People don't like that movie. I don't understand why. Yeah, people hate it. It's funny. Because it's, it's fucking, it's the truth. Truth hurts. Yeah. We, we are in the land of the lost. The truth does hurt. That's why people don't like films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, DreamWorks, silly fun. I assume, Shrek. I assume you mean Shrek. Shrek. Shrek, absolutely. Megamind. I don't know. Is that 2000s? Is that 2010? I think it's 2010. I think it's just out. But I, think, I think that count. I'd count, yeah. I'd count that. Like Madagascar. And technicality. Yeah, Madagascar. Yeah, that's DreamWorks as well, yeah. Madagascar's great. Madagascar. That's, a, yeah, that's an amazing film. I like, used to love that. I used to love the video game. Yeah, man. Fucking Escape game. to Africa. I used to have that on DS, Escape to Africa. I didn't have the, the second one. Oh, shit. I had the first one. You could play mini golf at Mort. Nice. It was amazing. Mort. It was tiki golf. Oh, my God. I used to play <laughs> hours on end. It was a little mini game. like So good. DreamWorks is fantastic, though. Except they for were. Shark Tale. Fucking hell. Man, I hated Shark Tale. Shark Tale is dog shit, man. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking Will Smith. Mm. Is it Jack Black? Is the gay mm-hmm. shark yeah and yeah. Uh, Angelina Rob- Jolie's in it Robert De Niro and fucking Martin Scorsese's also in it he plays, he? The, he plays the puffer fish oh my god he's the guy that runs the car wash working at the car wash yeah the, the, that's the, the, yeah, fucking hell Shark Tale they, watch- they built that film around that song they built that film as just being a ri- like <laughs> it feels like a, like you know those really bad rip offs of like uh, of like Disney films or whatever like the really cheap animated ones. Yeah. Like Shark Tale is that, but just has a budget. It's just a rip off of fucking Finding Nemo, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2004, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I never liked Shark Tale. No, Shark Tale's awful. But Shrek 2. Shrek amazing. 2, yeah, yeah. Shrek 1, amazing. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda as well. Kung Fu Panda's great. Kung Fu Panda is good, yeah. I don't know if the sequel counts in this term, but like, fuck it, just run the sequel. The sequel's also fantastic. I don't know about that. Sequel's really good, yeah. Do you not like the sequel to the Kung Fu Panda? I can't. I remember I hated one of them. I I doubt it was the first one. Probably the third one, man. The t- I I doubt I saw the third one. When, when did that come out? There's no way they all came out in one decade. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I think that one came out like 2012 or 2013, 14. Yeah, I don't know. I remember watching the third one and I didn't finish it. <laughs> I was like, you didn't this, finish it. I was like, this is fucking boring. I need to watch <laughs> this shit off. I was watching my family. And we're like, oh here, just turn this off. Is that Jack Black as well? Yeah. See that kid from from School of Rock died. Yeah, that was sad. So sad. Mm. I only watched that during a week. You know, so sad. School of Rock. 
It's a great film. Kung Fu Panda 3, 2016. Jesus, that is way what? later than I would have thought. Kung Fu Panda 2 is 2011. Fucking hell. Yeah. Did, did those films all come out five years apart or something? When did Kung Fu Panda 1 come out? Kung Fu Panda 1 came out in 2008. Jesus. Fucking hell. Yeah. I can't believe the fucking first Kung Fu Panda came out eight years after the, after the original. They all feel like they should be like... I guess eight years is quite a quite a while, but like, <laughs> yeah. and they are animated films, but you know, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? But yeah, uh, yeah. Confound was pretty good. Peak, uh, I would argue, right? Like Pixar is more consistent, but the highs of DreamWorks is higher than the than any high. Yeah, what's the high of Pixar? Would you say like the opening of Up and shit like that? Yeah, well, it's not like it's sort of low. It's like very manipulative. Kind yeah, of it is very manipulative. You know, it's still so sad though. Uh, I watched it up recently as well. Fuck fucked me up. Fucked you up. It's so sad. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's be- it's good though because I remember thinking it was just kind of generic kind of thing. Mm. Just ju- it was just manipulation, but it's not. It's actually it's it's good. I haven't seen up in years. Maybe I need to give up a better another chance. Mm. And I've slated that I've slated that film for for a while. Yeah, but you're, seen b- it. you're big. Cri- you're you're the biggest critic of up I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's film. So, you're so anti up. <laughs> Stupid fucking bird. <laughs> <laughs> you're so anti up. He's down. Yeah, because like what are other peaks of like Pixar? Toy Story two. Toy Story two is great. Toy Story two. Um. Yeah. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. is also fucking so sad. Oh yeah. I see. Yeah. The ending of that, oh my god! Like I think, yeah, no, like Pixar the, hits you with the emotional stuff, but like, but Shrek two, like that's what I say. Shrek two, it's that, like the scene, scene, you can't, you can't be like that's literally oh. maybe like one of the greatest scenes of all time. Like, Man, forget about easily, animation, forget easily. about animation, you know, forget about animation, forget about kids films or any of this kind of stuff. It's literally one of the greatest scenes or the great, the greatest sequences ever put to film, ever broadcast mm-hmm. on any kind of like. Cinematic for fucking you know cinema thing. I know that I said like you know the raid has like an amazing like intense fucking fight scene whatever does not compare at all to the siege scene in Shrek Two. No, holy fucking shit, amazing. The hype. Oh, so good. And Shrek Two is so funny as well. It's so so funny. Yeah, yeah. Shrek One is way higher. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just thinking about maybe I'm just thinking about Shrek Two. I'm like, yeah, DreamWorks is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We need to watch that again. Yeah. Uh, you do a, uh, a retrospective. <laughs> Eight months on. <laughs> Returning to Shrek 2. <laughs> um, and then Isabel, my girlfriend, says Seth Rogen owns my ass. Thanks oh for that, Isabel. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen comedy is like, I don't know about super bad, but like Pineapple Express is pretty good. Mm, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, I can't. I They're the only two I can think of off the top of my head. Observe and report, knocked up. Yeah, Judd Apatow, man. Judd Apatow, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a Judd Apatow film, though. Uh, Walk Hard, Judd Apatow. Did he direct that? He didn't direct it, no, but he wrote it. Like, he wrote that, it, yeah. that, That's when he, I was, it was like he was kind of coming into it. Because he, he, um, he did Anchorman as well. Uh, you did oh, it. You Anchorman, out, yeah. yeah, Anchorman's yeah. great. Yeah, which is Neil's one. Which kind of leads into Neil's response. Mm. He, he says Anchorman equals goat emoji, which is fair. Yeah, because Anchorman's one of the most popular 2000s comedies. To be honest, I don't, I don't get the hype as much as a lot of people. But yeah, so I, th- it I, is good. I think it's good. I don't, I don't get the hype as much as everyone else. Yeah. but I think it is very good. I think it's good. You know, but I think there, there are definitely better ones out there. You know, as far as 2000s comedy goes, and Will Ferrell, Will comedies, Ferrell yeah. and Judd Apatow comedies. I think, yeah, I think Step Brothers, man. 
Step Brothers is really good, yeah. Like, I don't think, like... Boats and Hoes. Genuinely, you know the song at the end of, like, fucking that, um... Uh, time to Say Goodbye, that song. As Will Ferrell singing, it's like, time to... He's singing, like, in Latin or whatever the fuck he's singing in, or Italian, he's like, and fucking John C. Riley's on the drums, and it's just like, he's just singing, like, time to say goodbye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, song yeah. is so good, man. <laughs> I never knew what that song was until that scene. I was like, that song's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're, yeah. They're pure, like, session heads as well. Like, they were, like... Like, ever see the videos of them at, like, like sessions in Ireland? Like, no. Like, like sitting around, like, there's a lot on the fiddle, and everyone's... It's like a lock-in, and everyone's on the points. That's good. And they're just singing, you know? I think, I think Will Ferrell's in, like, a video from, like, the 70s or something, where, like, Lou Kelly is playing in, like, some pub in, like, the middle of, middle of Donegal. He looks like Lou Kelly. Yeah, with the afro. Um, but, like, it's just... It's, like, it's before he's famous. And then John C. Riley has... There's, like, some video from, like, pretty recently where he's just... He's at some lock-in, and he just starts singing... Um, like folk songs, like mm. Black Velvet Band and all this stuff, like you know, proper like they know their stuff, you know, yeah. proper uh, proper musicians. Man, because like, I watched Walk Hard last week as well. Won't return to it too hard, but like, yeah, I one hundred percent agree with everything that you said last week. So funny. I think John C. Riley is so underrated as an actor, though. He is amazing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. And he wasn't really in anything until around that period. Yeah, like, he, like, he got into it pretty old. You mm. know? He's pretty late. late he's, in, he's in Magnolia. But that's yeah, oh yeah, he's like PTA's kind of yeah, one of that crew. One yeah. of that crew, but like he's not in many PTA films. Like he's always like, you know, he's mm. like John T. Riley is in Magnolia, but he's also in Magnolia and fucking Tom Cruise is in Magnolia. Like he's mm. he's kind of outshone by like these big huge stars, but he's he's better than any of them really. Like he's so good. Yeah, he must have mad funny on set then. There's like, here, do you want to do? <laughs> do you want to move into comedy do a few bits for us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's in that film as well. Um, we need to talk about Kevin. Is he? Yeah, he's in that. That's a pure drama. Like that's like it's a, a pure movie. drama. It's yeah. about a fucking raising a kid that turns out to be a fucking school shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking John C. Reilly's a king. Oh, John C. Reilly. Will Ferrell as well. Very good. Oh yeah. Dog shit in the last few years, but yeah, Sherlock or Sherlock what was it and Hol- Holmes and Watson? Holmes and Watson. Yeah, that was the guy who the guy who wrote Tropic Thunder. Did that? Oh no. Yeah, yeah. But like, he wrote Tropic Thunder with Justin Theroux. Justin Theroux wasn't involved. Thomas mm. Watson. He 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 wrote and directed. His name was Eaton Cohen, which is like he's not related to the Cohen brothers, but he's just some guy, some Israeli guy. And uh, he wrote and directed uh, Holmes and Watson. That's a dog. Apparently, it's one of the worst films ever made. Yeah, yeah. I heard that the two of them are phoning it in in that film. Like they knew it was bad. I say they did. Yeah. I'm assuming they did. Like, and even I like, remember the, even the trailers weren't funny. Like, how can the trailer not be funny? Or not like appealing in any way yeah you just knew from the trailer that it was shit and yeah. like the trailer's the best moments yeah it's like the highlight reel and like everyone was like oh this is shy no one went to see it either and that thing bombed bombed hard yeah cause like um, what about that film this is in 2000s but like uh, Get Hard is that what it's called with uh, Kevin Hart yeah. and uh, Will Ferrell I don't like Kevin Hart films I've seen yeah, I've seen bits of that yeah it's just it doesn't look Ke- I don't. I don't get Kevin Hart to be honest. I don't get Kevin Hart. He's either. great in scary movie. The scary movies, the first scary few. Scary movies, man. There, there's some 2000 comedies that are pretty decent. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're yeah, they're in the vein of like Walk Hard and stuff. Mm. You know, where they're like, it's it's like maybe before like, um, I don't know, because like they had they, for some reason they had this 
thing where they're able to reflect on films in yeah, a different man, way. Yeah, man, the two thousands were rife with those as well. Yeah, maybe man. because it was so like it was so like egregious, you know. Yeah, it was so fucking yeah, yeah especially like, the two thousands. Yeah, because you, ha- you sort of had to be aware, self aware. Mm. But then, like nowadays, we're like, oh, we're above that, you know. But we're not. Fucking right, you want to talk about bad fucking two thousands comedies? Those that like you know that. Those epic movie, disaster yeah, movie, yeah, meet yeah. the Spartans. Superhero movie. Holy shit, man. Those, they were bad. I remember, they were bad. I remember watching it when I was a kid and only liking it when I was a kid because I got to see boobs in epic movie. It was the first time I've epic ever seen movie, yeah. Epic movie showed me my first pair of boobs. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> what, oh, my God. Wasn't uh, Kim Kardashian in that? Or is that Meet the Spartans? That was before she was like proper famous. Paris Hilton's also in one of them as well. Yeah. Drake Bell is in fuck is the star of super. He's of the Superhero dragonfly. Movie. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Re, I remember. I when I got my first iPod, uh, when you went onto the app store, the first thing you saw was a trailer for a superhero movie, mm-hmm. and it wasn't out. It, like they showed trailers for stuff that came out in America, and obviously, the stuff in America comes out like six months before here, or it did back in, back then anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember watching the trailer and be like, "Oh, that's so cool!" You know, that looks like. It's like a parody of Spider-Man. And it's Drake Bell's in it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it can't be bad. I remember I watched it. I think I rented it or something. It was like 16s. I remember I watched it. I was like, is that good? Is that is that like... Yeah. It was just mad disappointing. See, like... It was just like so immature. The one of the And I was like I was like 10 years old. <laughs> just, like, just thinking now, like, if you did like a parody movie like that, like imagine a walk hard quality yeah. but for Marvel movies and like cinematic universes you could do that yeah you could but the problem with fucking superhero movie was it was taking the piss out of fucking spider-man and like x-men or whatever but like at that stage like the superhero craze wasn't really a thing so it's Mm. like you're just pointing you're just making references to like singular movies yeah yeah you could do you could do that again in a much better way yeah because like though and like i don't know because Spider-Man 2 and, like, X-Men, they, they, like, they stand the test of time. Yeah, they're still good. Like, I don't know to what extent Marvel movies will stand the test of time, aside from the fact that, obviously, they're, they're like, huge cultural touchstones. I think that's, yeah. Like, you know, you know, Endgame, Infinity War, they're, like, magnum opuses in terms of, like, cinematic experiences, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're going to be remembered for that. But, like, will they be remembered for anything other than that? Probably not. You know, because you can't, the, the rewatchability is close to zero unless you're really into that kind of thing, you Yeah. Know? Whereas, like, Spider-Man, X-Men, you can watch them, whatever. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. Man, those parody movies are so fucking bad, though. Like, Disaster Movie. That yeah, fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, That's, like, the yeah, lowest yeah. rated thing on IMDb and stuff like that. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I remember Meet the Spartans was really bad. I remember we turned it off halfway through. I remember watching Meet the Spartans and actually getting angry as a kid <laughs> watching that movie. Like, this is... I this is shit. Like, yeah, as a kid, yeah, I was like, yeah. this is really fucking bad. <laughs> what was it called, Meet the Spartans? Is a piss take of three hundred. Yeah, but like, why meet the, meet the parents? But that was that was like fifteen years before. They didn't even reference fucking this. I don't even think yeah. they don't even take the piss out of fucking meet the parents or anything. Like, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck it's going to... I don't know, man. Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. Because there's date movie, epic movie, and disaster movie. Like date movies taking the piss out of like romantic comedies. Epic movie is just taking the piss out of Narnia and like yeah fantasy but also not fantasy because there's other shit going on there i don't know man they're just films they're films that take the piss out of 2000s films mm. but with pop culture references that mean absolutely nothing now yeah it's like hieroglyphics yeah what did this mean <laughs> some some future civilization it's like 
what were they doing back then? I, that's literally what it is. <laughs> so this is just completely uh, <laughs> indiscernible, you know. It's like that. It's like that Voynich manuscript thing. It's like this is a language we can never understand. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, we have one more response as well, and this one's coming in from Carl, and Carl's saying, "Amy Schumer's filmography is a clear mark from where comedy started devolving." That's such a Carl response. It's um, kind of true. It's kind of true. She's also she's in uh, Trainwreck, which is a Judd Apatow film. Is is that any good though? No. Man, I yeah. went down to IMDb or uh, Letterbox, or whatever, like, scrolling through her like filmography, or whatever. Every film that she's like starring in or whatever is below a three. I haven't seen any of them. She's not. She's not funny. Like she's not funny. She was never funny. No. You know. Um. I I don't think I've seen anything that she's in. No. But like she like she she sort of burst onto the scene in like mid. 2010s mm. like she's she's very late on the scene you know like things declined i think a lot a lot earlier than that but yeah she's like she's she was never funny that's just the pits though when, when she came in even in terms of jill abateau films you know like yeah yeah it's all like i don't know what happened like what, what's she gonna get train wreck um is she in like bridesmaids and stuff like that no that's um melissa mccarthy who's like melissa mccarthy's but way better than her yeah she's but, like, yeah she's, she's way still, better she's still not amazing like i don't um, know amy schumer like just train wreck that's it, really. She's in other stuff, though. Yeah, she's in a few other things. Thank you for your service. I feel pretty. I think that's it. Yeah, but like that's just like you know, a lot, load of shy films, basically. Load of the yeah, just the the times like we gotta try something. Amy Schumer, is she funny? No, okay, never mind. We'll just drop her then. Yeah, yeah. Her her bit was like so. It was tired when she came out with it. I don't know, like why she got so big very suddenly, but then she she kind of dropped off. Yeah. Remember she did that roast where she like made fun of Ryan Dunn, the. Uh, the jackass guy who died. Yeah. Because he was... Uh, Vaguely he was, remember that. He was drunk driving. And it was a roast to Steve-O. And she made a joke about it. And Steve-O did, like, did not react well. And no one reacted well. Even though it was a roast. Mm. It was a perfectly like fair... Well, it wasn't a fair joke, but it was like... It was like something you could like kind of expect. Mm. But uh, she did it... She like pulled it off so poorly that like... She just kind of died. Yeah, her whole thing was like... I'm, I'm a woman and I'm saying gross things or whatever. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm on my period right now. So. I have a vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not funny. Like, that's just not a thing that's anymore. Like not <laughs> funny, yeah, yeah. It was never funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like... But I like... Because, like, Judd Apatow is always seen as, like, the peak of, like, 2000s comedies. But, like, locked up... Funny people. And he has another one that came out in the 2000s. Not, uh... Not This Is 40. There's another one. Oh my god, the one that got big. Anchorman. Not Anchorman, there's one after Anchorman. There's that's like after. the Ah, oh, ju- 40 Year Old Virgin. Yes. Man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I haven't seen 40 Year Old Virgin. I remember you watching it in Vancouver, but I was only watching bits of it. Mm. Yeah, it just has like iconic iconic lines and mm. stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's grand. Yeah. It's good. Steve Carell, you know. And Seth Rogen's in it as well. You see, Jonah Hill was in Walk Hard. Yeah, man, that's yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah, good yeah. as well. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's like this fucking Star Wars ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Force ghost of it's his like, fucking brother got chopped in half. The whole thing's man. That, that scene at the start where it's like uh, the Doctor comes in. He's like, we couldn't attach the top half of his body to the bottom half. This is the worst case of being cut in half yeah, ever yeah. seen. <laughs> and the dad's like, speak English, Doc. We ain't scientists. <laughs> The way he delivers that, yeah. I just couldn't stop laughing. The dad is so funny. Yeah. Like, the wrong son, dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been spending years training yeah. to fucking yeah. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> or even like the fucking like uh, 
what's her one's name that's in it? Um, Jenna Fisher, the the first wife. The first wife. Oh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, she's Chris, funny. She uh, she's funny. so fucking funny. Yeah. But like when she's just like, me as your 15 year old's <laughs> girlfriend will come off and move with you. And he's just like sitting and like making music, or whatever. He's like, you got to fucking do something. We got a kid. He's like, I think I'm doing pretty good for a 16 year old with a wife and kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have three kids at this stage. <laughs> oh, so fucking funny. Walk Hard yeah. is one of the. Uh, like people don't really so talk funny. about it either. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, it's kind of a. Uh, Slept on, you know. Mm. I think it'll it'll only improve with age. Yeah, once like the, the once that like trend of biopics starts to pick up again. Yeah, you can just go back to that. You can see it happening with fucking yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't even seen that film, but I never ever fucking will. You can tell what it'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Will we leave it like that so? We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Right. We are talking about Mishima. Mishima? Yukio Mishima. Mishima uh a life in four chapters, isn't it? Paul Schrader. Man, I only found out Paul Schrader was the writer for fucking Taxi Driver. Yeah, we mentioned that last episode. Did we? Yeah. Completely <laughs> forgot that. There, there you go. Brand new. <laughs> brand new. Info yeah. From. That's like his, uh, his the theme throughout his work. Like the sort of lonely man. Mm. The kind of outcast character. Sad man doing things. Yeah, doing like really fucked up things. And he has like loads of fucking repressed feelings inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Travis Bickle, but like he's in Japan and he's like a, a real person. <laughs> yeah, and, he's, and he, he actually existed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right, we'll leave it there. Anyway, all right. See you all. Bye bye. Bye.